want to talk about towards the end. I want to end on this. I don't want to, you know, jump right into it. I might mm-hmm. talk about it after this first topic. I'm gonna ask you, but um, I'm probably gonna get might get a little too passionate. And start, you know, that NH, that natural type. I hate that you said that. Why? I don't know why pe- when people abbreviate stuff. It's funny, dude. I'll be like, Ugh! I love it. You know that double P, the pepperoni pizza. You know that KY kill yourself. <laughs> that little KY jelly. <laughs> that little kill yourself jelly. They're like, whoa! I'm be like, yeah, man. By the way, didn't even put the timestamps in the last episode. I have to do it for you. Two, one, let's go. Welcome, guys, to another episode of None of This Really Matters. And, um, how the fuck, (laughs) how the fuck does this work? Like, I've never really started, every time I start an episode, it's like, I don't know how to start. Every time. I guess I'll talk about a movie I watched today. Fucking making fun of myself right now. Um, movie I watched today was The Warriors. Have you seen it, Rob? No. It's, I don't remember what year it came out, but... It's, I don't even know who the fuck, I don't know any actors in it. I don't know who directed it. I don't know anything about it except I've watched it a million times ever since I was a little kid. I know it came out in the 70s. And that's about it. It's weird. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. It's like top 10 all time for me. 1979 it came out. And it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know who directed it. I don't know who stars in it. I don't know any actors in it. But uh, one of the best movies of all time. I fucking love it. I actually posted it on my story. So whoever is listening to this and remembers me posting about the Warriors, yeah, we're recording it that day. But um, one thing I do have about that movie, or what I do have to say about that movie, is uh, the Safdie brothers. I, I think I've told you this before, Rob, that I think the Safdie brothers could remake the Warriors. Because basically the premise of the Warriors is there is a a whole bunch of gang. It's in New York City. There's a whole bunch of gangs that are, like, of nine people. And um, there's, like, I don't know how many fucking gangs. There's over, like, a, there's probably, like, a thousand or some shit. I've seen the end of the movie. When they're on the beach? Uh, When they, like, they all finally, like, meet up with each other? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that, and I was, like, I remember it being, like, a hundred people. Yeah. So I've seen that part. Basically, the story is sorry I'm eating. Can you take this? I don't want it in my because I'm gonna eat it while I'm yeah. but um the premise of uh the Warriors is there's a whole bunch of gangs and uh, there, in the very beginning of the movie, there's oh, there's a fucking a shit ton of people, and uh, the leader of all of the gangs of these like twenty thousand people that are there in the meeting, the leader, his name is Cyrus, uh, gets assassinated. 
by one of the quote unquote bad gangs. And um the guy who shot him, uh like there was a whole bunch of you know, there was a whole bunch of uh crowd running around and everything. And in the middle of it he was like, It was him. It was the warriors that did it. They did it. And so the word gets out through all the gangs uh that the warriors killed Cyrus, the fucking leader of all the gangs. And so the whole movie is them uh trying to get from one uh, borough. It's like they're traveling through New York City. They're going through each five boroughs to try to get to one spot because that's where one of their one of their gang members gets jumped, and they try to go back and save them. So like they're from like Coney Island, and they got to go from borough to borough. So if you're a Safety Brothers fan, I don't think I know anyone that's a big a Safety Brothers fan as me because I fucking love them. Um, I feel like that whole premise. Of them trying to run away. It's a runaway film. It's a high intensity film. So I think the Safdie brothers, their whole fucking niche is having a panic attack. Especially, you know, Uncut Gems is their most popular, most uh, prime example of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, fucking uh, right. good time. But, anyways. Yeah, the Safety Brothers. Them with them taking that story of like fast paced, like on the run kind of intensity and like making it their own. I don't know. I think that could be really fun. And if they don't do it, I'll fucking do it. I believe that would be a great remake. Because I mean it's a great movie now. It's almost like a sacrilegious for me to even think about that movie being remade because I love it so much. But just me connecting the Safety brothers. No, they need to remake it. If anybody can remake it, the Safety brothers can no, remake it. They need to remake it. I tried to watch it. I'm like, this is what this movie. I noticed that movies in the '70s were either one of two things, like a lot of dialogue or no dialogue. And the Warriors is like almost all dialogue. I I think a, like sixty percent dialogue. It's a lot of like, and then with and it's so like. To me, the transition from, like, action to talking. It's a little out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just like, oh, now we're running all of a sudden. Because I, yeah, I, ju- <laughs> <laughs> I just watched it today. Like, before we left, I finished the movie. And they're always running through, like, some tunnels. And Foley <laughs> from the 70s, like, the, the footsteps. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh. click, 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 click. The, the audio. Yeah, it's like. You uh, said, you say that about. A lot of the old movies that I like, or old movies in general, just the mixing, the audio mixing. I can't do it, dude. That does get annoying sometimes. Because it's like, dude, and especially New like... New York City films, the the subways, but how they mix the it's so fucking loud, dude. Ski, you know exactly what noise yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, the yeah. brakes hitting. Like, we get it, dude. It's loud. So yeah, the mixing of. Which brings up a topic, what, or like just a question for you that I'm asking myself also is like, what are your favorite, just name like five of your favorite uh, New York City films? Whether it's based in New York City and it's not really like. Paid in full. Dude, that's too many. That's a hard question, huh? That's too many. Paid in Full is my number one. That's your number one New York City film? Yeah, for sure. I like stuff that shows, like, the gritty. Mm-hmm. I, I also like, I like The Shining New York, too, though. 
So I like oh, the, like the glorified Manhattan. Yes, I like those kind of because I kind of like the like in that little square of the city. There's all of that happening. I yeah. do enjoy. It. I would never live there. I've said that multiple times, but I do enjoy watching that about them. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, paid in full. Uh, I can't think of one, dude. There's, I'm trying. There's a million. You know what happens is I think that it's one of those things. Like I couldn't tell you what movie was in New York because most movies are like in either New York or, or like LA. set in New York or set in LA or set. It's either like super country. Like there's always like the extremes of the way America set up. There's really mm-hmm. any like middle America. Like movies. every Martin Scorsese movie. Except for The Departed. Right, that's every what I'm saying. Eddie Murphy every Eddie Murphy like I'm like, I could Eddie think Joe of so many. I feel like I've seen all of New York because of all the movies. Men in Black. Is that in there, in your list? Oh, yeah. The first one? The third one. People don't even, people Dude. don't sleep on the third one. People. Do not sleep we on the... We get it. The second one was a cash grab. But you watched the third one? Boo who? Cried my fucking eyes out. When I say I wish I had a dad, <laughs> dude, that do not sleep on Men in Black Don't Three. Don't sleep on Men in Black Three, and it's well written too, like a good story. Super line. fucking good. It, the Andy Warhol thing, the fucking uh, Josh Brolin killing it. A young Tommy Lee Jones looked just like him. Crazy. I was like, how did they do that? But I'm like, oh, it's an actual fucking person. <laughs> but that's the first time I like really. Uh, saw an actor and I was like, damn, like he's like pretty fucking good. Mainly because it was a young, it looked just like a young Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, my dad told me, because we saw it in theaters, and my dad was like, that's uh, the guy from the Goonies, the older brother from the Goonies. And I'm like, oh shit, what the fuck? He's been around that long. Josh Brolin's been around that yeah, long. Yeah, dude. Cra- and, all, you know what's crazy? When he became uh, Thanos? When he, no, Cable. Oh. When he became Cable, I was like, I've seen that dude a lot. You realize that you see him all the time. But then he comes in, like, I guess my radar of the movies that I watch. I'm yeah. like, I know who you are because I definitely watch Sicario. Mm. He's, yeah. He kills it in Sicario, but he's also in my, my. Oh, he was in. Uh... No Country for Old Men. He was in that. He was in the other one, the one I love, Death Proof. No, the other one. Old boy, he's an old boy. The remake, Death Proof, the one that's a part of Death Proof, the double Planet feature. Terror. Yes, he's in that movie as an anesthesiologist, and he is he is in that one. I forgot insane. with Bruce Willis. Yeah, he is a nut job in that movie. He's that's the Robert Rodriguez where they had the uh, Grindhouse double feature. Yeah, and he stabs her hands with like anesthesia needles. Fucking Robert Rodriguez, dude. On him. I fucking love Robert Rodriguez because he is the first person to do. Uh, Western, a Western trilogy with Mexican people, which is fire. So that much. makes so much. I don't know why that would ever not be a thing. It's like, or Mex- he's the first one to pull it off. Western I culture say. is Mexican culture. Everything that the the cowboys learn is from Mexicans and Native Americans. What's, That's how you didn't die in the West is because of Native Americans. Mm-hmm. That's that's pretty true. Definitely. Because well, I, the my only thing against westerns is how they. It was a different time, I know, but it's how they portray certain races. You know what I mean? Well, that's how they were treated back then. Yeah, like, like it's real, but it's like, fuck, man, that's terrible. Like, mm-hmm. it, may, it just makes me think for, like, five seconds where I'm like, fuck, like, they just, 
They don't even call them Native Americans or Indians. They just call them savages. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that's what they call them, savages. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, fuck, man. That's it's like it's still like a fucking nails on a chalkboard to me. But um, last, I don't know if we said it on like while we were recording last episode, but we said we were going to talk about westerns. Yes, this we episode. Did. It was we didn't say it on the episode. We said it in the car. Oh, that's right. That's right. I live, yeah, 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 because it was fucking Easter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fucking, because you don't like Westerns. I don't know if I don't like them. I just haven't seen one that has interested me. Let me say that. I don't know if I don't like them. The style of them seems very boring. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like, just, what are they talking about? What are they doing? It's just, oh my, it's stories. It, they're... You have no idea how different every Western movie is. You, th- I feel like you think every Western movie is the same movie. It's some white dude. Mm-hmm. Shows up in town. Yep. Somebody doesn't like him for some reason. Yep. They shoot each other somehow or shoot at each other at least once throughout the movie. Yeah. There's a girl involved and she is either a harlot or some type of like daughter of a minor who's rich or some shit like that. Yeah. He ends up liking her or she like diffuses some sort of situation. Yeah. And then somebody always rides off into the sunset or ride. There's a shot of them riding next to a train trying to signify how the steam engine just changed the way that America was thriving. And it, I find Westerns a huge jerk off. Of the 1800s. <laughs> it is one, it's very masturbatory. It is just like, oh, America, the Western frontier. Fucking yeah, man. We ran over here and we were like, wild Western outlaws. It's like, bitch, you didn't settle shit. There were people here already. And you killed them all. And then you build your shitty towns where y'all fucking all died of dysentery. And y'all were fucking sucking up sand. And you look, everybody looks dirty. <laughs> In westerns, everybody looked dusty. You thinking because you're from the East Coast? That that's exactly what it is. There's no green no. in you're none from, of the You're movies. from DC. No like a 1800s movie from the East, is boring like, as fuck. Literally, the beginning of the country. Like Gangs of New York. Yes. I was just about to say I like western movies because it's in like Texas. Or New Mexico or Arizona, but fucking movies in Mississippi, Alabama, like Georgia, fucking Virginia. Get the fuck out of here. Dude, those I don't like those either. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I watch those either. Because Gangs of New York is fire. All Gangs of New York is top three Martin Scorsese. They're all in the same vein to me. I I let me say this. It's probably because I'm black. Right. I just be like. <laughs> Oh, it's another jerk-off movie about everybody loving white people. Like, mm-hmm. And in every movie, there's people of color being mistreated, which was the Times. So it just reminds me, like, oh, this is how this country was founded. Y- y'all literally have been shitting on people since the inception of the country. You have built this country. Well, I mean, that's literally, and let me say this, that's every country. That's how countries have been built is war. But I feel like... We're too advanced to be like sucking our own dick about it. Still, it's like, <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. Like, I think that's why there's class. no westerns now. Yeah, because it literally is about murder. It's always about are there, murdering. I Indians. will say, I'm not gonna say there are westerns now. I'm oh, sorry, Native American. Y'all say Indians here in Arizona. They don't care, dude. They literally don't. But I I've asked like I don't West Coast 
Indians don't care. But I don't know about East Coast Native Americans. Because I say that. <laughs> I I've uh, asked like five Native Americans that I've known. How old are they though? Oh, that's true. Like, they are, the ones in you, in your age yeah, group. I'm learning, they, they don't, don't give, a, give fuck. a fuck about none of that shit. They're like, dude, we don't care. It's one of those things, though. Everybody cares about their culture when they get older. They're going to turn yeah. 30 and be like, dude, I'm You're like, fuck, I need to start getting tapped into yeah. where I came from. Like, Can I'm I... having kids and shit. Like, I don't want to teach them. Yeah. Something. Then I, you see... I don't want them to not give a fuck that they're yeah. native kind of thing. That the makes sense. The minute Zoe was born, I was like, I'm black as shit. Like, I was always <laughs> black. But, like, when she was born, I was like, I'm black as shit. Mm-hmm. Like, straight up and down. Mm-hmm. But well, back to the West. Yeah, well, after your... You know, rant of anti-Western movies. I'm not. Obvi- I'm not gonna. Th- this podcast is not going to be where we crack the case of you fucking changing your mind. I'm not gonna try to change your mind. You have to. You get no. Please try to change my mind. I'm. I tell you what. I'm very easily swayable. I'm like, oh shit, that wasn't bad. But I promise you, if I fall asleep and I wake up, I'm gonna be like, I fucking told you. <laughs> There's black westerns. Wild Wild West? Love it. It's not a western to me. It is It's western themed. And see, I don't mind themed. That's not a... Alright. Okay. I don't mind To me, using, you're using a, a theme to like not, call it a western. It a, it you know what I mean? Because western is, western is a type of story. To me, right. that's how I view West. The only reason why they're wearing that clo- those clothes is because they're in the, the West. Because of the times, it's not the because there's modern day westerns. Like this is gonna sound so fucking pretentious or whatever, whatever the word is. But I've told you this before. The Big Lebowski is a Western movie. Yeah, when you and see when you tell me stuff like that, that's when I'd be like, oh, maybe I don't understand what a Western is. Like when you, I just don't want to see a dude in a fucking cowboy hat. <laughs> And there's a shot of him standing mm-hmm. with him grimacing. And no, here's they, the thing. They zoom in on his face and he's like, you know, every time you say Western to me, I think of like Clint Eastwood. Yes. But here's the, here's That's what the I was first person. I he think was of. just I don't want to fucking stare at Clint Eastwood. Because the number one thing is I've talked about it. Uh, the other episode. I fucking hate Clint Eastwood, but I literally I love it's like one of my favorite genres is Westerns. So and it's, he's like synonymous with he, Western. He's the most famous Western actor ever. Like, like if I if you say think of a shot of a fucking Western, I see Clint Eastwood, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and he's like in the thir- in the the right third <laughs> of the, the shot, and they're just he has a piece of straw in his mouth for some reason, even though nothing he's grows doing the, in Arizona. Uh, nothing grows here. Where'd you get that piece of straw from? Where'd that come from? Yeah, it, it's. That's that's your thing. I know exactly how you're and thinking of it. And that's why I probably. And then my dad loved Tombstone, and he would watch it like once a week. And I think it's because I was like seven. I said, "This is the longest fucking movie." Mm-hmm. And there were just these when long I was shots young, of trains. I when, was like, "What is happening?" When I was younger, I thought the Warriors was really fucking long. But I just watched today. It's fucking like hour twenty nine, and I'm like, "Oh shit, this is a short ass movie." To me. Hour 30 is a pretty solid time. Two hours is good. It's a little long, but if it's two hours and I have time, I'll fucking watch it. But hour 30, it's like, I'll bet, put it on. But two, if you're fucking doing two and, and a half. An hour 30 is an easily digestible movie. If you're doing two and a half, three, 
I gotta set a date. I gotta plan ahead. I still have never seen The Irishman. Uh, that's that's it. Literally, it's so discouraging to see a to see the time length. You know what I mean? So, uh, like, uh, there's this movie called uh, Barry Lyndon by Stanley Kubrick, mm-hmm. and it's that's a fucking. I want to say it's on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know. I'm pretty sure it's on HBO Max. I don't, you guys can check. I'll check. But um, fucking, uh, it's about this Irish dude who who basically works his way up getting into the royal family and he's not like british you know what i mean but he's like where he gets ends up being ends up being like the king you know what i mean like the leader of them but he's like you know it's kind of a generic story a Mm -hmm. generic plot to where he's an outsider sneaking his way in now he's on top kind of thing but it's fucking the way obviously it's stanley kubrick you know his storytelling he's one of the greatest of all time so like Stanley Kubrick is another one who has really long movies, but when you really set the time for it, you you're like, "Fuck, this is the greatest. This is one of the best movies I've ever Every seen." Every time you say he's Stanley Kubrick, that's what I think. What? It's Kubrickian. Oh, <laughs> the fucking hallway. <laughs> that that that's a kind of a uh, if you know, you know kind of line. I didn't know until you told me, and I was like, "It's Kubrickian," was just funny to me because I thought it was some like geometry thing, but. Knowing that it's a homage to like Stanley Kubrick, yeah, is like, is it Kubrick or Kubrick? Uh, it's Kubrick. I don't know why people say Kubrick. It's Kubrick. It's K-U. Kubrick. Stanley Kubrick. He's one of. The, he's literally the best. No, I is because I have trouble. Here's the thing about me. I have a really bad problem of saying the best of all time, and instead of saying my favorite of all time. You know what I mean? Because if I say best of all time, I sound wild as fuck. But when I say... Why don't you try breaking it down even, like, why do you... He's my favorite for this reason. And then this other person is my favorite for this reason. Why don't you start doing Okay, that? okay. Because fuck ranking. Yeah, like, cause that's, that's just... That's really... It's, it's, that's it's hard as exhausting. fuck. Speaking of director, this is when I want to start the podcast off. I wanted to say this. Someone at my... Someone at my job said um, that we were talking about movies. I think we were. So I was talking about Tarant- Tarantino, of course, because I'll say I like. I know we were talking about ranking and like fuck ranking, but Quentin Tarantino is my favorite director of all time. He's number one overall. He's your overall favorite. over anybody. Like Quentin Tarantino is a fucking genius at writing, directing. And he's just, he's a genius. Like, he's, I've fucking said he's the uh, Shakespeare of our time. Mm-hmm. Because the way, if you go and watch Pulp Fiction and tell me he's not a great writer. You know what I mean? Like, we talked about it a few, uh, on one of the episodes. That he's, like, the way, the little fucking minor shit that doesn't even need to be in the script. That's not important at all. That doesn't even foreshadow. It fleshes. The characters, just I, it's just it shows how make, they make them human. It shows how they operate. Shows how they how they think. How they you know what I mean? I I could fucking go on for days. But there's and I love all the theories behind Pulp Fiction too. We gotta do an episode 
I don't care how long it is. It might be an hour. It might be 30 minutes. might be 10 minutes. We have to do an episode of me just ranting about how much I love Quentin Tarantino. You could, why don't you do watch parties? Watch parties? Yeah, like you go on Twitch or something like that or YouTube or Instagram Live. Be like, hey, I'm watching uh, Kill Bill Volume 1 tonight because I just love Quentin Tarantino. You just do watch parties and uh, then we can do like an after show. And just talk. Oh, do like Q and A's and shit. That'd be fire. Like, why you like that? Because I or I can ask you questions. Because I don't understand. I understand story. I don't understand how to make a movie. So when something's a good, that's why many people say like, "Oh, that wasn't a good movie." I'm like, "Eh, you just don't really understand." Like, Mm -hmm. I when yeah, when people tell me, like, especially like when you show someone, tell someone to watch Moonlight, or you tell someone to watch Parasite, or so like a really fucking good movie that's won Mm -hmm. Oscars, and you tell them to watch it, and they say they don't like it. It was like I, you need to ask them why they didn't like it. Because if they say it was boring, that means you're, like, not paying attention. It's not that it's... Those people who say, like, it's boring... How do I say this without sounding pretentious? Your brain doesn't... It's... It's uh, not a net for that let, type yeah, of let me stuff. S- it doesn't catch that type you of... You can't... You... Again, this is going to say... Uh, me talking about movies in general, I just feel pretentious. Everybody's going to sound pretentious. If you ask me about music... Who you you can go off. Like, yeah, I know who, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, who doesn't sound pretentious? Like, the reason why I don't like a lot of this stuff that you... Or not a lot of this stuff. One person in particular where you were like, Playboy Cardi, and I was like, I do not understand. Mm-hmm. I'm starting... By the way, side note, i starting to fucking not... Really not like Playboy Cardi because of Whole lot of Red. That shit was fucking trash. Like, that's actual garbage. Like, me saying that's garbage makes me feel old because I know you say, you've been saying Playboy Cardi is trash because I'm not I the... I got duped, man. And I'm not even the biggest Playboy Cardi... I say this to everybody that, like, asks me about Playboy Cardi, is that I'm not even the biggest fan of Playboy Cardi, but I've been fucking with him since, like, 2015 or 14 or some shit. But I've, like, known his name for that long, and I've loved his shit since his self-titled album, and I... Kind of, I fucked with like half of uh, his second album, Die Lit. And uh, once Whole Lot of Red came out, I was like, what the fuck is this? It's an album? Whole Lot of Red? Or is it a song? No, it's a whole album. Oh, there's a, he had a whole album that came out? It came out on Christmas. Does it sound unfinished like the rest of them too? It sounds pr- unfinished. The, the no, I'm going to say the production is really cool, but he, f- like, literally every single song, like, I try to go back and listen to it again. And I'm like, damn, this beat is pretty hard. But then he starts rapping. And I'm like, the, what ruined Playboy Cardi's album is Playboy Cardi. It was like, uh, like they said about Kanye, Jesus is King. Mm-hmm. People said that about dude, that album. Jesus is King is so good. They're like, but Kanye literally, on that album, they said, but everything else about dude, the album is amazing. The production quality, because I'm gonna say you've taught me how to listen to music as long as I've known you, like how to listen to it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so hearing production quality, that shit is better than Watch the Throne. That shit is better. Like just it's so well put together. Because you know, Watch the Throne production is insane. That's Hit Boy. That's like prime Hit Boy. Mike Dean. That's, that's hip. That's when. That's the powerhouse when it started. Like what we're hearing now started because of Watch the Throne. The producers who are like the mech, the gods right now are because of Watch the Throne. Kanye, Hit and Boy, like Mike Dean, 
Travis Scott. What's his name? Uh, not Sunny Digital. Uh, Charlie Heat. Who's the dude that did uh? He did four four four. No ID. No ID. Ugh, the goat who taught Kanye. That's crazy. Like, Watch the Throne production is up, or Jesus is King production is up there with Watch, with Watch the Throne. Is it up there with 444? Because 444, I want to say this, not to get too nerdy in the music. Yeah. 444 is a master class on sampling. Oh, If you yes. want to know, if you want to hear where Kanye got his chops from. That fucking no ID. Jesus Christ. That that the the story of OJ, that's insane sampling right there. Like you want like that is the best sample of all time. I want to, I'll fucking say it. It's one of the best of all time. I'm trying to think of great sampling and on a story of OJ. Go listen to that shit because I know you're listening to this on Spotify. Yeah, fucking go listen to the story of OJ by Jay Z. Crazy instrumental. Just, that's, that's that where Kanye gets that head bopping shit. Mm-hmm. Those head bopping beats. That's no ID. Those fucking like it and just you, makes you, you crank know your what's neck. Crazy is that he came to Jay Z with those beats already made. Oh, like no. He had. He was like just had him. He said he. Jay said that he called him and said, "I have your next." Uh, what did he say? I have your next black album. I think he said. Kanye. No. Oh, no, uh, ID. no ID. Oh, yeah. with 444? Yeah, I think he said So that those were that. all done. And then I guess he said, I think they may be three of them. Jay said that he he sent him the songs that he was like, hey, man, I just like this song. Mm-hmm. And then it was like three of those. I think the story of OJ is actually one of them. He was like, I like this song. Mm. And he came back with the story of OJ. And fucking Jay-Z in general, just him as a rapper... How fucking, uh, what was it, Magna Carta, Holy Grail? None of it was written. None of it is ever written. Like, all of his music. None of the stuff he... The, he like, st- uh, like four, you listen to 444, and you're like, all this shit came just f- off the dome? That's why... 444 changed my life. That's, as a, a, as a, that's a very mature father. album. I, yes. if, I, if there's any mature album out there, it's fucking 444, because I was 16 when it came out. There was no way you, you could understand that. You want imagine a sixteen year old listening to four four four? I'm you're like, right. I'm like, all right, uh, okay. Like, like kind of saying you're saying stuff. Like you're literally rapping. Like this is rap. But now I listen to it today. I'm like, oh, he's fucking. He's trying to let he, you. Know he's something. teaching you some shit. Like for real. Like uh, it's crazy. Like there's so much level. And what I love about and not just about money. It's not to cut you off. Sorry. Not just about money. It's also about being a father, literacy, and, a and and like and different breathing brand. well and taking care of your mental credit. Health. So much shit, like, our, like man shit. So going back to our m- me talking about Tarantino. Yes, yes, yes. How me how bring, we, got we, we got because I was talking about being pretentious. Yes, yes, and then yes, you yes, being okay. Yes. Anyone sounds pretentious when you're very prideful about something. So me talking about movies just automatically comes off as. Like, I, a know-it-all. You know, like, people literally know me. Like, there's some people out there who know me as that person who watches a lot of movies. Yeah. Which is a cool thing to me. And so... 
which is a pretty cool thing to be known for in my head, in my eyes, being known for watching movies. That's kind of like a cool, that's pretty cool. That's like a compliment. But um, anyways, I was talking about uh, a Quentin Tarantino movie. I might have been talking about Pulp Fiction or some shit or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And uh, someone brought up uh, Christopher Nolan. And then they were like, oh, dude, uh, I saw this one Christopher Nolan movie, uh, like Inception or some shit or Interstellar. And I was like, oh, that's a fucking great ass movie. And then we started going back. There was me and like three other people. And they were all like naming uh, Christopher Nolan movies. And I was talking about how much I love Quentin Tarantino. And then one of them said, I think Christopher Nolan is better than Quentin Tarantino. And I'm like, what the fuck are better, you fucking is, talking about? Better dude? is difficult because this is how I see it. I don't see, I see Christopher Nolan, he does, I want to say fantasy, but he makes stuff grandiose, like Interstellar visually Mm -hmm. is stunning. Uh, Batman, all of that stuff is like visually stunning. So let me break down my, let me break down my thoughts on Tarantino and let me break down my thoughts on Christopher Nolan. Okay. So let me start with Christopher Nolan. So I won't be biased yes. and fucking ramp up myself about Tarantino. Yes, absolutely. So with Christopher Nolan, I think Christopher's best movie is The Prestige with Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale. It's one, it's his most meta movie. It's about magicians because I see Christopher Nolan as a magician and I see him making his type of movies is like being a magician. You're playing the crowd you're showing them one thing, and at the very end, it's something else. Or it's not what you thought it was. And it's it's just a super meta movie. Like, they don't... They're not... Like... It's like once you... Fuck. It's like once you tell them the truth, like, you don't want... Or they... The audience, when you're watching Christopher Nolan movie, you it's almost like you don't want to know the truth. You don't want to know the twist. You want it to happen to you. You know what I mean? Like you're not like when you're watching. It's really I'm a. I hate to say that. I, it's hard for twists to get me. That's another thing about movies where I don't watch them. Be, I remember I told you that before. I'm like I don't like it when I can figure out the storyline. All sometimes I'm like like the dumb movies I watch the B movies. I'm like I watch it because it's easily digestible. I know you know it's that a I little know predictable. And, and... You know that it's predictable, and I know you know it's predictable. Some people try to be Mr. Oh, I'm going to throw a twist in there. And it's like, you're doing all this for nothing, dude. We know who yeah, the fucking yeah. bad guy is. Like, you're doing all this stuff. I know it's him. But you watch The Prestige. And you have no idea you what's going on. You do not see what the fuck is about to happen. Like, I promise you. Like, go watch The Prestige. I don't I know. I still don't know if I know what happened. I remember watching this prestige because it used to come on stars in like 2007. Yeah. It used to come on stars <laughs> religiously. So and I would watch it every time and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I'm going to put out a spoiler alert since we're about to talk about the prestige. So spoiler alert, right the fuck now. I'm going to put a timestamp in the description so you can skip to that part if you don't want to hear the fucking whatever. So in the prestige the there's a two magicians right Hugh Jackman and Christian Bale they used to work together and um they try to find out 
how this old like Asian dude, old, old Asian dude magician does this certain trick because uh fucking Michael Caine's character, his name is Cutter. Um he says if you find out how he does this trick, the secret to his trick, you can have time on stage to do your trick. And so um they try to find it out. Christian Bale ends up like really finding out how he's doing it and why he's doing it. And so uh, Chris, and then they end up like falling, or because Christian Bale ends up accidentally killing uh, Hugh Jackman's wife, mm-hmm. and so Hugh Jackman is like super fucking upset about it because uh, he kills him, or fucking Christian Bale kills his wife during a trick, because the trick is she uh, gets her arms, her wrists tied together, falls in a, a water tank, and. Uh, drowns because she can't fucking undo her shit so she ends up drowning dies and what's fucking hilarious and when me and Didi watched it uh like a few weeks ago i don't know we watched it because it takes place in like the 1700s 1800s mm-hmm. and uh no one knows cpr <laughs> like because they break no the gl- modern medicine yeah they break the 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 glass fucking tank and she fucking falls out like laying on the stage all dead and shit. And and they're like, fuck, what the fuck? They're fucking dying. And then fucking, uh, we're, and me and Titi just laugh because we're like, oh, it's fucking early 1800s. No one knows. And I Googled when was CPR discovered? And it's like 19 fucking 40 something. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. They're like, because like you think like that's someone, someone drowns. They're like, oh, they're dead. Right. Like that's it. But, um, yeah, which is also by Christopher Nolan. Good detail, because it's not like it's fucking seventeen hundreds trying to fucking. Which is also makes me think Pirates of the Caribbean. They did CPR. Do you remember? Right, but I think that was like a. Oh, like an aha moment that was like, oh my god, like he's been like. Around the world, you know. Mm. And this, and it was not just that, but it was like a pirate. See, like, oh, because what's her name? Uh, Kara Knightley's. Kara Knightley's character. Mm-hmm. She drowns and they got a fucking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think that was, it was like also like the compression of her, whatever bustier. Her little thing. Yeah, corset that she was wearing. But uh, anyways, going back to prestige. Wife dies. Hugh Jackman is upset at them. All right, so, fucking this movie is so fucking crazy because it's all hitting me right now. Christian Bale gets sentenced. To go to prison, and uh, ends up getting sentenced to be hanged by the neck, and um, oh my god, this movie is so good! Literally, the whole storyline is going through my head right now, and I'm like, this is so fucking good. Um, gets hanged to uh, to gets hanged by the neck, or sentenced to get hanged by the neck, and then uh, before then, because the time when they when it's fil- I'm sorry. For the people listening, the way I'm describing this, this is so fucking scattered. But uh, the ugh, fuck. Anyways, twist at the end. He has a twin. <laughs> That's the twist. Because there's the trick that Hugh Jackman is like, how the fuck does he do it? Mm-hmm. That's the whole movie. Mm-hmm. Is how is he doing that trick? And then Michael Caine's character uh, is like, he probably has a double. And they're like, there's no fucking way. It looks just fucking like him. Because 
uh, my uh, Christian Bale tries to do his own trick, the uh, catching bullet. So someone uh, he gets someone from the audience to shoot a bullet. He fucking pretends to catch it. And but Hugh Jackman ends up being in the audience, getting the gun, shooting him in the hand, fucking uh, blowing off his pinky finger and his ring finger. So Christian Bale's character has no fucking pinky finger or ring finger. Mm -hmm. And so at the end, it shows like it takes sacrifice to be a magician. Like it's your whole life. Your whole life is a fake. Your whole life is a secret because he says in the movie once uh, everyone wants to know the secret. But they love being tricked. Mm-hmm. But once you tell them the secret, you're nothing. Right. So you, when you're a magician, that's your whole life is a secret. So he fucking, at the end of the movie, it shows him, when he got his fucking fingers chopped off, it shows the two Christian Bales. It shows him getting a fucking hammer and a sickle fucking boom, chops off his fucking fingers at the end of the and It's fucking crazy. Such a good movie. But even though, when, like, when there's twists at the end of movies, it hits so different when you watch it the mm-hmm. second time because you just realize how genius it is on the mm-hmm. foreshadowing and everything. So, yeah, that's the twist at the end. It's a twin. That's how he does the trick. But also, the genius of the writing is... Wait, I think I watched it with Mom. I don't think I watched it with you. What? The Prestige. Did we watch that movie together? Probably a long time ago. But, but uh, Hugh Jackman uh, literally tries to do the same trick but he fucking goes all out. He goes to Tesla. Fucking Nikolai Tesla, the real dude that fucking invented everything before Thomas Edison. Um, which is also involved because fuck Thomas Edison because he burnt down Tesla's lab mm-hmm. in Colorado Springs, which was a real thing. And that's in the movie. It's pretty, I think that's pretty dope. That Tesla, they actually, and David Bowie plays Tesla. So, fuck, this is going to be the whole podcast, me talking about The Prestige. I'm sorry. I'm not going to cut this out. This is going in. So, uh, yeah, uh, uh, Hugh Jackman's character goes to Tesla to make a machine that makes a double. And it's like, bruh, it's not that serious, dude. Come up with a different trick. But that's the whole thing is that he's not original. Right. He's a, he's a fake. He tries to steal other people's and makes he's it his own. Yeah, yeah, he's an obs- he's the obsessed artist, mm-hmm. and so he make he has pays Tesla to make a machine to make a double, and so what he does is, um, he he gets zapped right mm-hmm. and makes a clone like fucking fifty meters away, so his trick is he gets zapped right disappears. And then you see in the back of the fucking arena where he performs, he fucking comes out and the spotlight shines. He's like, I'm the transporting man. That's the name of the the trick. Mm -hmm. But what really happens is he gets zapped because he doesn't transport. He gets cloned. So what he does is he gets gets cloned and his clone is all the way over there, right, at the back of the stadium. That's what everyone's looking at. Mm -hmm. But what people don't see is there's a trap door when he gets zapped. And he fucking drowns himself. He get there's a he planted a water tank under the stage. So every time he gets zapped, it, he drops through the stage, drowns himself, kills himself, and lets the clone take over every single time. That's how he does his trick. And the people he clones, he finds a old blind dude, clones like twelve of them, and those are his helpers. Which is fucking genius because you don't want anyone to find out your trick 
you hire a blind dude to help you out, you know? Mm-hmm. That's fucking... I, I thought that was super smart writing. And so, uh, the end of the movie, uh, Christian Bale's character is about to get hanged by the neck. He was like... he, Which is so fucking sick. When he's about to get hanged, he's like... He tells the guard, he's like, are you watching closely? And shit was fire. And then, so he gets hanged. And his last words were abracadabra. So he gets hanged, fucking dies. But Christian Bale has a twin because they've been living the same life. They switch off. Like, you go out, I'll go out. You go out, I'll go out. So they, he know, they both know what's going on. So fucking one of the Christian Bales gets hanged. And then fucking the other Christian Bale comes out and sees Hugh Jackman. He's like, wait. You were fucking killed. And so that's the twist at the end. Christian Bale has a twin. The whole time it was actually two people. It wasn't a magic trick. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point he's been, Christian Bale was saying it the entire movie is like your whole life has to be a fake. Because once everyone knows a secret, you're nothing. So I was like, this fucking, and by the way, Christopher Nolan is a fucking magician based off of Inception Interstellar, Tenet, all of his movies, Memento, all of his movies are like a magic trick. You watch them and it's a fucking experience. It's something that you watch it once and you're going to remember it forever. Every single time. So that's my thoughts on Christopher Nolan, even though I just spoiled the procedure. We're not cutting that out, by the way. No. Again, if you haven't seen it, it's your fault. Yeah, the movie came out like fucking 15 years ago. So Ignorance is a choice. So, yeah, Christopher Nolan, love him. But if you try to fucking say Christopher Nolan is better than Quentin Tarantino, because I'm going to now here's my turn to talk shit about Christopher Nolan, is that all of his movies are the same. It's all have to do with time. You watch Interstellar has to do with time. Tenet has to do with time. Memento has to do with time. Did I say Interstellar? Yeah. Has to do with time. That's the first thing you said. He needs to do something else. That's why I say The Prestige is the best because it's literally in the fucking early 1800s, 1700s. And it's based off real shit that kind of actually... It's like in the real world. Like fucking Nikolai Tesla is in the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like... Which that also is, proves that like real science is magic. Like Oh, they always... Uh, what is that? Oh, Thor says that. She said... Uh, he said that there's really no difference between science and magic. Except your understanding. Yeah, except you know how it works. Yeah. That's what gives it away. That's why the whole, like... Fire was magic at one point. Right. I've invented fire! Until somebody told me that the light from Nick. fire... Yeah, Nick. Light, white boy Nick! White Shout white out white boy Nick. White boy Nick. Nick said, the light from fire is physics and the heat is chemistry. And I said, you just blew my fucking mind. Which fucking, uh, what's his name? Harry Houdini? Yes. His last words were, I'm a fake. This was all fake. I'm a fake. I thought, I don't know why. I think that's dope. That's why I like the new, like, uh... well, what you learn from, like, those new magicians, which is why they call themselves mentalists now, they're like, that's what they did. A lot of those, like Harry Houdini, those people were mentalists. Mm-hmm. And I guess people were like, well, what's Like uh, David Blaine? He just does wild shit. He's not, yeah. He doesn't just necessarily a, do magic. Uh, it's not no. That isn't magic. That's just like he, oh, he I'm gonna just. I'm, I'm gonna stab myself in the hand. Yeah. And not bleed and not act like I'm hurting. Right. Well, he <laughs> but he showed what he did. He just kept poking himself. He just so, went like boom, 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 boom until it fucking. No, over like a year. He said 
you just take a little like uh like thumbtack like a nail or something and he would poke at his hand then he let it heal then poke at his hand he'll poke at it again and let it heal so essentially what he did was you know when you get scar tissue there's no nerves mm. so what he did was he made he oh he did the long hole. con well that's what a mentalist is like because no no regular human being has the discipline to do what those people do like the training that it takes. Like you could probably, like stuff. a regular person would probably do it for like three days and be like, be ah. like yeah, this is fucking crazy. What am I doing? The, the minute you get to like <laughs> you'll, the you'll middle, be, I guess that's what it. That's literally the definition of insanity is doing yeah. the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Those, all of those mentalists are like the dude, the bald dude from Netflix. I don't know if you guys watched him, the one all, to die or nothing like that. You gotta watch him. His, all of his shit is cool, but there was one where he's like, my biggest fear is water, and he locks himself inside of a car with a like rubber covering the window and fills it up with water. And he said, and handcuffs himself in a straight jacket, handcuffed and in a straight jacket. And he fills himself, he fills the car up with water and he has to escape. Do you remember that show? Uh, it was about magic. It was the dude wearing the black mask and all black and he yes. would give away the secrets of how yes. people do magic tricks. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I brought that up. I just I remember that I was just, one of the biggest shows that ever hit the air because we were like we want to because for like six years before that magician David Blaine David Copperfield those fucking dudes were like murdering the airways like millions of dollars in Vegas like these mm-hmm. dudes were the people but then it started getting like you ran out of shit to do mm-hmm. and like what the fuck else you, you we've seen you like stab a chick through the box and you know the the person the person who was like under that mask uh he killed himself because he felt guilty yeah because he i i made that up oh that was (laughs) really good i don't know what to do with that now you that was really good you're learning I'll be lying. I've been making shit up. That's good, it is dude. so fucking fun. Yeah, you gotta really, you gotta sound. That's the thing. That's it's the so sound. good. I love sound lying. Like you know what you're talking about? Because I don't lie. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not a lie. Lying I, is so fun when you don't lie for a living. Yeah, like I hate lying. It's a disgusting thing to, that a human being can do. Mm-hmm. But it's fucking fire yeah. when you joke when around. You when you said that, I was like, oh, that shit makes so much sense. You would kill itself. When, when you joke around lying and then you have like if you lie admit you lied like five seconds after you're done lying that's yeah. that's what i do i say i made that up by the way i literally all the time like is that for real I'm like nah <laughs> <laughs> like no i made that all i made all of that up i made up a story at work where someone tried to kill me and and they were like are you serious i'm like no and they were like, "What?" Yeah, like, it was like a five-minute—they distrust you instantly. It was like a five-minute-long story about someone holding a knife to my neck, and then they were like, "What the fuck? Are you for real?" And I'm like, "No, I made that all up." And then I just started laughing, and I walked away. It was fucking sick. <laughs> I loved. I love. I mean, it's all out of humor and lying. I mean, humor and like jokes, but uh, lying like that is pretty funny. Like, if I'm lying to you, I'll tell you I'm lying. Yeah. That's the kind of liar I am. Yep. Like, I'm lying to you, dude. Like, I just made all of that up. But Back anyways. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. All I have to All I really have to say is go watch Inglorious Bastards and go watch Pulp Fiction. Because um, just, like, I don't know if. We talk about Quentin Tarantino every single episode. 
we also talk about something. We've talked. We talk about someone else. There's something where I'm like, we fucking. We talk about Adam Sandler every fucking episode, dude. Did you know that? You have him on your shirt right now. I'm literally wearing a shirt with Adam Sandler on. Yeah, it's like... It's it's pretty, like, subconscious, like, we talk about. We don't even plan... We don't talk about Adam Sandler outside of this podcast. We just... If you bring up New York, I think about Adam Sandler. Like, he's just... What's what's my favorite movie shot in New York? Every Adam Sandler movie. Big Daddy. Big Daddy. No, Vampire in Brooklyn is one of... Oh, by the way, best... I'll just name five of my favorite New York City movies. Good Time, After Hours. Uh, fuck, I can only name two. See? It's really hard. There's so you're many. Like, you're like, Overload. No, I can't think of any. Martin Scorsese's After Hours. Justin Timberlake. What's that movie? Just uh, In Time. That wasn't New York. That was fucking good, though. That was. People sleep on In Don't, Time. That oh, movie, LA. That LA. movie low-key yeah, should be remade. In Time should be remade? Yeah. Because it wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, it's good, it's a good movie, but in order for people to really appreciate it, I feel like it needs to be redone. By who is the question? Denis Villeneuve. I don't I fucked up his last name. Denis Villeneuve. The movie had this, it wasn't slow. By the way, Denis Villeneuve, for the people listening, is the guy who did Blade Runner 2049. He did Arrival, he did... Uh, he did. What did he do? Fuck. What? Did, Menda, can you look up? I'm fucking blanking. He did Prisoners. He did Enemy. Enemy is my favorite. That's in Toronto. Jake Gyllenhaal, by the way. Fucking Enemy is so good. We should watch that after this podcast. Are you down? No. All right. It's like no. I mean, it depends on what is on. He's about to do Dune. The new Dune that's coming out. That's Denis Villeneuve. Which, I've had this on my docket for the longest, since we even began, before we began recording the first episode. I was thinking of Denis Villeneuve, after him doing Dune, about to do Dune, after him doing Blade Runner 2049, and doing all these wild movies, what if, now this is like a what if scenario, you know those new like episode 7, 8, and 9 of Star Wars? Yes. What if those didn't happen? Imagine Denis Villeneuve directed those Wrote and directed those Star Wars. Everybody wants those to be redone. Uh, but, uh, Simply uh, because of episode nine. Um, imagine Denis Villeneuve doing those. After him doing Blade Runner 2049, tell me he wouldn't kill three Star Wars movies. Mm-mm. Too slow for Star Wars fans. Too much of a cinematic jerk-off. That would be too art house, huh? Yeah. Way too much of a cinematic, and it's owned by Disney now, so it's n- way too much. The of a cinematic such different taste. Yeah. What did he do, Menda? Oh, you spelled like Dennis. Um, Dennis Villanueva. Yeah, it took me a minute because I was like, Denis. He's French. He's French Canadian. French Canadian, not fuck me up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like all English. Yeah. Okay, he's... so you talked about Dune, 2021 episode coming out, Blade Runner, 2049, Arrival, Sicario, Enemy, Prisoners. Oh, those are his old movies, huh? Mm-hmm. But fucking, he's he went crazy on all of his movies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Denis Villeneuve doing those Star Wars movies, that'd be crazy. Because just for like, I remember, I remember when they said Blade Runner twenty forty nine was gonna be a movie, and Denis Villeneuve was directing it, and I was like, the first, literally, you know what the first thought that came to my mind 
was who's gonna fucking do the score? Because you look at Blade Runner, how Vangelis of uh, uh, fucking Vangelis did um, the score for Blade Runner and how fucking iconic it is. Mm-hmm. Like who would be worthy of doing Blade Runner twenty forty nine? And I look at who did it, fucking Hans Zimmer, dude. Yeah, of course. He probably knew the dude who did the original score, or knew of him at least, mm-hmm. because the the score. His ability to capture like the original scoring, but make it sound modern. Yeah, crazy. I think it sounded just like the original twenty, like uh, Blade Runner, but the deeper synth basses, and it, it was more like gritty, way so, more like, gritty. It's like I can tell, time got worse as from the I, original. I, I Blade take. Runner. I um. I don't know if this is even a hot take, but uh, I like twenty forty nine better than the original. I that's me personally. I have I'm biased because it's so hard for me to get. I've tried to watch the original like three times already, and I keep falling asleep. Dude, I've watched. I see why people loved it, mm-hmm. and I think I can finish watching 2049 now and like understand why Harrison Ford is in it mm-hmm. because I kind of get what we were just watching going. it a few weeks ago, and I fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't fucking do it sometimes. I, it's definitely a mood. You got to be in the mood. But for me, I'll fucking watch. Dude, there was a time I would come here and I'd be like, before we record, I'm like, put on 2049. We're watching it. Mm-hmm. Just to, for me to fucking get in that like zone, I guess. I don't know. The movie makes me happy. <laughs> so, I don't know. I love. I think cinematography-wise, I like the original Blade Runner better, though. Really? The original better? Only because I know how much work that took. Oh, to do that. okay, okay, I get it. Now it was like, okay, dude. But you know who fucking did the cinematography for? Menda, Google him. His name is Roger Deakins. He did the cinematography for twenty forty nine. Roger Deakins is the fucking goat. Like I, he's. The, I mean, everyone thinks he's the goat. He's not even like like a deep cut cinematographer. He's. Literally, he's won Oscars for best cinematography. Like uh, he won one for 1917. He's the one, he did the cinematography for for that uh, Blade Runner 2049. He did, which I was gonna bring this up when we were talking about westerns. My favorite western of all time, and like literally, it. I'm my favorite movie of all time is Good Time, directed directed yes. by the Safdie yes. brothers. Yes. But besides that, what I would say as the best movie of all time, which could really go for it, because if I say Good Time is the best movie of all time, people are going to be like, yeah, what the fuck? But I'm going to say the best movie of all time and my my second favorite movie of all time is No Country for Old Men. Because that movie, if you haven't seen No Country for Old Men, go fucking watch it. Like, and it's a Western. It's a modern Western. People call it, there's so many different. That's a good Western to me. No Country for Old Men? Yeah. It's so fucking I can good. watch that for some reason. Like, it is just captivating enough to where I'm like. Because you know what it's about? It's and about. And Eight. I don't hate Eight Eight either. It's, it's, No Country for Old Men is kind of what we were just talking about. Like, you brought up. Uh, the horse riding next to the train and how much it's advancing, how much better it is. That's no country for old men. That's what it's about is that times are changing. Crime is changing. And that you can't keep up. You have to change and, like, keep up with the times, basically. Like, because it's about this sheriff, Tommy Lee Jones. 
he's a sheriff and he was saying he in the beginning of the movie he's just talking about there's different crimes happening people you know just like people are evolving crime is evolving and it's just like it's i'm an old dude and i just can't keep up and it's him accepting that he's not with the times anymore he can't mm-hmm. keep up he has to retire and um tommy lee jones gives one of the best performances i fucking cry that ending the very ending I please, if you're listening to this, go watch No Country for Old Men and tell me that's not the best movie you've ever seen, because Roger Deakins did that cinematography as well, directed by, of course, the fucking Coen Brothers, and Josh Brolin, fucking Javier uh, Bardem, and Tommy Lee Jones, all give. That's the dude I was trying to figure out. Javier Bardem. He's good. He yeah. he was in Skyfall, the fucking uh, James Bond movie. But no country for no country for old men is crazy. It's so good. Mm-hmm. I and that movie is like you said. It's one of those movies I can fucking watch and not get tired of because it's fucking. It's entertaining, and there's no like crazy action sequences, or there's no. Cra- it's no. just such a fucking good story. All due, all credit due to the Coen Brothers. Yeah. Because they're they're great filmmakers. And you know what fucking brought them up in making movies? They were, like, what raised them was watching Western movies. And that's why they make movies like Ballad of Buster Scruggs or Inside Lewin Davis or No Country for Old Men or Big Lebowski. Like, they only make bangers because if you look at all their movies, I mean, I've said this before, but, like, all their movies are essentially the same kind of uh, structure, where it's that follows one character. No Country for Old Men doesn't really follow one character, but the rest of the movies it follows one, and they run into these obscure, like really distinctive side characters. Like that, Fargo, and it's like th- you see how different other people are, and and it makes you relate more to the main character. Mm-hmm. It's almost like cheating. It's like the Coen Brothers almost like take the the shortcut to making you relate to a main character just by making everyone else completely. Their main character is just always a, like the big Lebowski. The mm-hmm. reason why you understood it, cause it was like, man, like these dudes just came and started fucking with me. And my day has been shit mm-hmm. since they came and started fucking with mm-hmm. me. And you see how like wild, uh, fucking every, like just not like crazy or anything. And he just kept saying yes to everything. He was like, yeah, man, like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, like that's I'll the, drop that's off your ransom money to the people who kidnapped your daughter. Sure. That's the whole, like, fuck it. Let's go bowling. Yeah. Like, it's like, like there's a whole like essence to the dude, you know, like that's such a, now that I, I haven't seen that movie in a little while. I can't remember the last time. Oh, no. I think I watched it like earlier this year or some shit, but that's such a good movie. Such a good movie. Like I say, that's a Western because one of, a trait of a Western is having no authority. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. of, in the fucking Big Lebowski, the dude is the epitome of not giving a fuck. You know what I mean? Like and he's you just... Still, and you... Because that's what somebody... They were like... I asked my boss because he loves a bit Lebowski too, and I said, "Well, what does he do for a living?" He said, "That's the beauty of it—you never know. You don't know. He doesn't. He's just a person. He's living. Like he's—he's. He's, that's why he has a whole fucking re- like. They made a whole religion of dude. You know, he's a bum of dudism. Yeah, that's what fucking the other the 
the other Lebowski. The other boss kept saying, like, you're a bum. You're a fucking bum, and he just walks out. You kind of understood like, it, because it's like, who the, what kind of bum-ass dude, like, writes a check for 69 cents? Like, <laughs> what the hell was that? In the fucking opening of the movie, he buys milk, and then writes yeah, a... He opens it in the fucking aisle, drinks sniffs it, <laughs> and then drinks it, and then goes and pays for it. And, and writes look- a, pays for it with a check, and he's in his robe, and it looks like it might be like one o'clock in the morning. So it's just like that whole essence of a character is like genius, you know. And the same thing, like when you watch, I've talked about Inside Lewin Davis, of how toxic, like self-loathing he is, and how like, like he he just puts himself almost like. He doesn't try to, but he just ends up putting himself in a worse position, like mentally, emotionally, and physically, like in just a worse position. But he keeps on like trying and shit because he's depressed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but you, but like I said, you make the characters all around him, like even more like out of the box. You know what I mean? Just so you can relate and really see what he's going through. So that's what I love about the Coen Brothers. We were even fucking talking about the Coen Brothers. Yeah, we were talking about Quentin Tarantino. Their styles to me are similar. The Coen Brothers and Quentin Tarantino. In a way, it's all the writing. Writing wise, they're so similar. Yeah, that's why I've, I even I used to have a hard time telling who made what movie. I used to be like, "Is this a Quentin Tarantino?" I thought that Big Lebowski was a Tarantino movie for a little bit, for a while. Maybe I mean just from the way it could be. Shot. If you like, I get it. Like if you don't know. But once you watch the Big Lebowski, and you watch all the other Coen Brothers movies, you're like, "That's so Coen Brothers, the Big Lebowski." Yeah, like it's so much their style. Mm-hmm. And, and when you point out the fact that there's no like, there's a main character, but he's not the main character. Mm-hmm. It's like that's the same thing with Inside Lewin Davis. Is but then I, you have something like Kill Bill, where it's like you're f- this the one person. There's a person. You can almost think of Kill Bill as a super violent Big Lebowski. Yeah. Because she just wakes up fucked up. She get, wakes up getting raped. Like, that's a <laughs> fucked up beginning to the movie. And then it's all out for revenge trying to get back what you... You know what I mean? So much revenge uh, that I had to make a whole second movie about it. Which Tarantino considers it all one movie. Because it is all one movie. It picks up where it left. Yeah, it picks right That's why it's volume one, volume two. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the the production company, because Quentin Tarantino wrote a five-hour movie. Mm-hmm. But the production company was like, no, you're not. Gonna Nobody's going to watch that. But like, I would not have watched it if it was. Like, And they wanted to make more money. Yeah, so it's like, and they came out like a year apart. Yeah, you wanted to make more money, so so and then because the production company told Quentin Tarantino, it was like, no, you're not putting out a five-hour movie, which they should do that like on Blu-ray, where it come out with all one. I'd buy that for sure. It'd probably just be called director's cut, where it's like Kill Bill. It's just Kill Bill. Yeah, I would fucking, I would, I would get super fucking baked and watch the entire thing. Which it's the same thing as watching Kill Bill Volume One and Kill Bill Volume Two at the just, same you time. You always at least start watching the second one because mm-hmm. it leaves you wanting. Mm-hmm. You're like, is she going to get her revenge? Yeah, because that's the whole thing. She gets the end of the movie. Her getting buried alive, and so it's like, that's what I thought when it came out. Obviously, I was a little fucking kid, but like, I wonder how it was like 
when the first one came out and it ends like that and you're like, wait, what the fuck? Like, ooh, she didn't get her revenge kind of thing. She got buried alive. But then the second one comes out a year. Like, you got to wait a whole year to find out what happens. So I think that, like, that's a weird thing to think about. But, yeah, just I love Quentin Tarantino just based off, like we talked about, just the char- the making his characters human and really, like, giving so much fucking detail. And, like, if you really listen to what they're saying, you see the kind of person they are. Like, just their reactions to things and, like, all right, now we have to do this kind of thing. Like, you see, like, oh, I've met that kind of person before mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like, in the fucking opening scene of Pulp Fiction when the couple is in the diner and then uh, the the guy's like, Garcon, to call the fucking uh, waitress. And then when the waitress is pouring the coffee, she's like, Garcon means boy, and then walks away. Like, I think that's so genius, the little shit that he you put. You made that waitress human. Yeah. Like, that's another thing, like, he he get, he points out things like uh, Ving Rhames in Pulp Fiction is like, you point out the fact that he's this imposing black guy. Mm-hmm. But then you make him do probably one of the most emasculating things. Mm-hmm. Let me say emasculating in the sense as if you're not a homosexual. Mm-hmm. That shit is like, beyond belief emasculating. Yeah, like, it definitely... Like, he's an enforcer for the guy in the city that everybody's terrified of. Mm-hmm. Everybody he's knows, enforcer yeah. enforcer for him. And then you do something like that to him, mm-hmm. and it's like, whoa. And I'm, that was my first time seeing, like, a homosexual That's traumatizing. Like that. I mean, I, uh, traumatizing is a crazy word to say, but, like... But it, it is. It's like... You're like, because for the time, it came out in 94... You never, never seen shit like that. Would have ever. There's no internet in '94. Ever, ever, ever in your life. The next homosexual scene I could think of. Work and let me say this: I keep saying homosexual. It's not homosexual. It's actually just sexual assault scene. So let me not paint it as homosexual. Well, it it's is. Se- it's homosexual assault because <laughs> it is. It's homosexual assault, but you don't want to like make it seem like it's a worse. It's more gay than assault. Yeah, it's like no, it's all sexual assault. No yeah. matter if it's it's, it's rape. It was rape, just like American History X. Like that's rape. Yeah, like that's it. That's all. It doesn't matter if it's from a man or man, man or woman. It's wrong. That's rape. And yeah. that shit is traumatizing, no matter if it's male. No matter who you seeing are. It from a, a man to a woman, I'll be watching those movies, and I get, like, upset if there's, like, a rape scene. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I want to kill that dude. Like, high, like high Plains, I, what, I said this the other episode, High Plains Drifter with Clint Eastwood. He fucking rapes the girl first 15 minutes of the movie. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Man, I, I don't like you, dude. Yeah. Like, like, how you want me to root for you? Like, kind of thing. Instantaneously don't like you. So, yeah, the way Quentin Tarantino does his characters... Is like he'll give you a face of a character, and then what they go through gives you the other side. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like you said, the Ving Rhames of like making him the the stereotypical like big boss man, like everyone's afraid of him, everyone fears him, and then have him go through you know getting have him get raped in the ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, was he Marcellus? Marcellus Wallace, yeah. Okay, so he was my... I don't know why I say he was the enforcer. I no, assume, he's the fucking dude. Yeah, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. I don't... I think... For some reason, I think he's the enforcer because of the Band-Aid thing. Oh, in the back? Yeah. I kept thinking that he was working for somebody else carrying it. That's one of the 
theories yeah. is that inside the case is Marcellus Wallace's soul, mm-hmm. which it's funny when like people say that because it's like, oh, yeah, I've watched that YouTube video, too. Kind of thing, because I'm such a Tarantino. But I think that's one of those things that irritates people so much because it's something that never gets explained. Like Tarantino is he like he never explains it, does he? He says it's nothing. He's like it doesn't. No, he's like I'm not. They're like yeah, he's like I'm not going. I'm never going to say what it is. But I also never came up with what's in it. Mm-hmm. Like he's never even thought about what's inside it was the a case. device. It's uh what a MacGuffin. That's what it's called. A MacGuffin device. In a movie like you know the Tesseract and the Avengers, yes, that's a MacGuffin where the whole entire plot, the whole story is because of this one inanimate object. Yes, so the Tesseract and the Avengers. It's I think except for the Tesseract, you know that it has cosmic power, and in that suitcase, you're like everybody wants what's in mm-hmm. this fucking case, and we cannot figure out why. And they all open it and it's shiny, and you're like, they're like, and then like shit. like Samuel Jackson. Uh, fucking um, Jules Winfield he's like uh, is it in there and then John Travolta's like yeah and then fucking closes it and you're like and they never say it and I love it by the way shout out to Angelo for telling me that mystique is the word I was looking for yes. when describing Godzilla that I need I don't I, know why we couldn't figure that out in the moment but yeah mis- the the mystique of Godzilla that's back in Gyllenhaal of episode two when we were speaking about how Godzilla was not shown a lot because he wasn't the main character of the movie. But that's he where, that's like the reference to what we're like the title about. of the movie. It's like Alien. Like I, I said that in the Gyllenhaal episode. Yes. Like Alien, the xenomorph is n- barely in the movie, or I mean, this isn't really the same thing, but the Dark Knight, the Joker is in the movie for like 20 minutes. The movie is like almost three hours long, but uh, Heath Ledger's Joker is only in the movie for like 20, 25 minutes or some shit like that. That's the craziest thing. When you point out something like that, because it's the most iconic villain role. He's literally... People... Next to Thanos, he's the most iconic villain. Like... Actually, not, not only that, he's a, he is above Thanos, but he's also... That's one of the... One of the best performances... Everybody, Morrow, my boy Morrow always points out, he was like, he actually, Morrow believes that the Joker was the good guy in the movie. And here's... When his, you think about it. I mean, and yeah, the, if a, you understand his reasoning, he was like, he actually did in the movie what Batman was trying to do. He stopped crying. They were all terrified of him. He made those mob bosses... Terrified, terrified of, of him. him, and he's he said, a, Give me and your literally, money, and, and it's like burned it, and he still is like I'm a fucking clown, kind of thing. Like he's like, uh, like Michael Caine said, like some people just want to watch the world burn, kind of thing. Like an anarchist, you know he's what I mean? Anarchist. Like he doesn't believe in money. Like just because you're an anarchist doesn't mean you want to do bad things. No, anarchist is literally I'm against authority. Big Whether it's negative authority or positive, like big authority, like I am, that is not your job. Anarchists want pure freedom. They're like there is no government. In the most radical way, they want freedom. They want freedom. They're like, they, you don't tell nobody tells me what to do. But in that movie, he's like he he brought the city to a halt. Mm-hmm. Stopped it. Dead in his track. He was like. And it was Batman's fault why he existed. <laughs> yeah. And that's what Morrow was like. He was like, 
he was the good guy. And that's why Marvel loves Christopher Nolan. He's like, I think that's what the genius part of about The Dark Knight Rises is. It's not one, because you kind of agreed with the Joker. It's two, that he was, I guess, the good guy. He was mm-hmm. doing, he That's was why like, when, when you... They never fought, really. Pe- yeah, people say, like, people have definitely said this, like, about Thanos, how he has some good points He's a fucking psychopath, but when he says, like, our resources are finite and killing half of humanity or half of everything is going to save the world, it's real as fuck. But do you want to kill fucking half? You want to kill half of existence, he said. So that's like, uh, and then I think that was the bar that everybody forgot. They're like, oh, he killed half the planet. It's like, no, he said half of existence. Half of everything in the fucking universe. Half of it is so, gone. So, like, people didn't notice, again, sound, when they did the second snap and they opened the shutters and you hear the birds chirping. If you listen when they're outside before that, the birds chirping is literally, like, half the decibels. It's, like, because mm. half of existence Audio is editing. So now all of the birds are chirping again. It's, like, it's louder outside. Speaking of audio editing, when... Just let's just talk about Infinity Infinity War real quick, and the first time we saw Infinity War, mm-hmm. I just I want to just go back on this nostalgia trip real quick, because I remember watching it for the first time and we saw because me and you watched it together. Mm-hmm. When we saw Thanos was in Wakanda, we're like, oh, they're fucked. They're fucked. I I, I just remember being like, there's fucking. Do you over. remember the wind whistling? He was like. Guys, on me, and I was like, "It's about." They're like, they're about to fight Thanos right now. But I knew once he showed up in Wakanda, I'm like, I don't think. What's next after that? You had you like, what could possibly? And I and I oh, another movie favorite movie shot in New York, Endgame. It's upstate New York. Fuck, it is. The whole scene last like is in hour of state New York, he you just forget you just forget because blows it the fuck up. It's literally his Avengers uh, is in New York. It's the headquarters. Uh, there, the whole last hour of the movie is a blown to fucking shreds. Upstate Avengers headquarters. Yes. Every Spider Man movie. movie. Infinity War was great inside of New York when they were fighting. When the two aliens show up, when Ebony, oh, when that's Ebony right, Maul when when and, uh, uh, when they first show up with yeah. Doctor Strange and Iron Man, when Maul and fucking I can't remember the, the big, big dude's dude name, but I remember yeah Thanos showing up in Wakanda, and then once Thanos speaking of audio editing is why I brought it up when Thanos snaps in Infinity War, it was the first time he ever snapped and he collected all Infinity Stones. How there was no score, there was no there was no dialogue, there was nothing. And then the, except for Thor saying, "What did you do?" And then he didn't say nothing. And then he, he disappeared. Just, he just like, "I'm gone." And then fucking, uh, well, I always this detail fucking always stands out. Of I think, uh, uh, Rod, not Rody mm-hmm. says, "Oh, what happened?" And then fucking Captain America says, "We lost." He and he, but he takes like this these two deep defeated breaths. He's like, people don't like that timing was like. We lost, like, and, we, and just the whole. He said, "Oh God, we lost." That's what he said, "He said, oh, we we lost." Like, seeing Captain America admit defeated 
was like you you know we f- were fucked y'all fucking long because Captain America is the epitome of heart and fighting back when he, in Avengers when you realize like they made him stronger throughout the MCU because in Avengers he was getting his ass whooped and that's when they, he was like I can do this the all whole day. I, I can do this all day thing that's Captain America like he doesn't give he up. took a full alien grenade to his shield got blown out of the window fell on top of a car and Thor was like, are you tired yet? And he was like, no. And they just were, they were going to literally keep fighting until they closed that portal. They were just going to keep on fucking fighting. So fucking just hearing Captain America be like, we lost. I'm like, they fucking lost. Like, you know they did. And then fucking movie ended. And I'm like, what the fuck? I remember being, we were It so- was just wind blowing. That was the sound. It was just like the wind was, it was just beautiful African Wakandan breeze. Because I remember. Beautiful day outside. <laughs> and they got their asses handed Because the closing, literally the final, final closing shot is Thanos sitting down and taking a deep breath and then fucking cut to black. Talking about scoring, all scoring from Infinity War and Endgame is like next level scoring. The scoring for when he sits down. Great. Just thinking. The violin, the strings, crazy. Dun, dun, dun. And then it does that, and it's like. Oh, and then I, I remember you talking about they did the sad Avengers theme yeah. in a different like key change. They did it a different. And, like, and I remember you getting mad, like, don't fucking do a sad Avengers theme. I remember you getting mad about that shit. Because like, it was like. Dun, 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 dun. And I'm like. This fucking dude <laughs> lost, lost. Let's talk about how scoring. I didn't realize that till I was in school that scoring adds so much to a movie. And then when, so when you do something like Avengers, when you take away where the music used to like build the, yeah, the yeah. part so much, to when they lose, there's no music, not even sad music. There's just no. There's music. no sound. There's just wind blowing. That's all you hear is wind blowing. Y- y'all aren't down because that's down. There's down music that they've had when they're like, oh, yeah. shit, we're about to lose. When there's emotional shit where shit is going bad. They're like, hey man, we're about to, you know, like Mr. Kobe was about. She was like, hey man, you know, we yeah, could yeah. die worse. No, this movie was like, no, oh, y'all nothing. fucking lost. There's nothing. There's no feelings except for the fact that you fucking you sit. They made us sit in their defeat. And I remember on the ride home, silent. No we didn't words. say <laughs> shit to each other. All I said to Nail was like, did you? I yeah, it was just. I just got, and that was when we got home. We got home and we were like, what the fuck? Like, did Cause you, and then went to sleep. Because you didn't want to talk about none of the good parts. And there, All the <laughs> fighting. All the sick-ass scenes. Thor taking on a star. You didn't want to talk about a none big of it. ass Peter Dinklage. It made you feel like all of that was for nothing. They did all of that. He shows up, and they're like, "You're like, oh, it's really about to go down." When Thor shows up in Wakanda and he says, "Where is Thanos?" You're like, "Oh, okay, here we go." And then Thanos shows up, and you're like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> here we go." And then he throws the axe and hits him in the chest. You're like, "Oh, okay. oh, he's fucking aiming for the chest." That whole callback, I thought that was pretty fire because we fucking needed that for sure. When Thor was about to fucking scrap Thanos real quick, I oh. Endgame was such a good like relief to to get. It's like, oh my god, we got. And then it. you give us another part where you chop his head off. Dude, the beginning of the movie. Like, what the fuck do we do now? 
the whole fu- and then it cuts to black Avengers Endgame. Like that's the There's, intro. No, you wanna, start I, off I with that shit. I want to ask you this as a cinema buff. I hear a lot of, a lot of the comedians I listen to are also cuz they, you know, comedians usually do movies and things. They say that Avengers is one of the worst written movies ever. Because they're like they say it's the same story five times in the movie. Yeah. Because one is from comic books, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So, but it, after a while, when you're viewing it in a movie watch, a cinephile way, it's the same. You do realize that. You're like, oh, like I said, like I said this about Godzilla versus King Kong. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, uh, fucking Godzilla's going to fucking punk King Kong the first time they fight. Then King Kong is going to beat him the second time, and then they're going to fight a third time, and then they're going to end up being friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I called that as soon as Godzilla started fighting King Kong in the water when at the beginning of the movie. I'm like, that's what's going to happen because that's how it just fuck, that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. But how, how Avengers gets away with it is that they take your heart and pull those strings for 10 fucking years. And get you emotionally involved with these characters. When people say stuff like that, like, oh, that's terribly written. I'm like, okay, it made a... No, no, no. If it's the same thing five times, that means they've done it well five times in the same movie. It's terribly written when you look at one movie. But when you look at 24 movies... It's one of the greatest written things. And you're like, because you don't look at one movie. You look at how this is all written. When you watch Endgame, you're not... Every memory that was the that's why I got so mad at Martin. I know we've talked about this before. That's why I got so mad at him. I'm like, bitch, do you know how many people had memories attached? Like, that's why you were eight when Iron Man came out. One movie is terribly written, but it's 24 movies that were written is genius and it's continuous. It's no like there's end credit scenes. There's no plot holes. You're not saying, but what about, didn't he? There's none no, of that. they wrap it up every single movie. So Avengers, the, or not Avengers, the MCU is, ge- is geniusly written. But if you like- take, if you were to show someone Age of Ultron, terrible. Terrible movie. Like, just Age of Ultron. Just as a movie, it is a bad movie. Terrible movie. But... Because it's so rushed. You can feel it. I'm like, oh, this is like a rushed writing style. Because I watched Infinity War for the... When we watched it, I was like, wait, Wanda and Vision? Where the fuck did that come from? Why is that a love interest? Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? Like, because it started in Age of Ultron, but they didn't really give any depth of how close they were. If you're not a comic fan, that's what I think... Because I didn't read the comic. I never read the comics. Exactly. Nobody... And then... But also, there are a lot of stuff people, you got to really know this. There was a lot of, like, in-between comic books, in-between movies. Like, there was a comic book that showed what Thanos, like, there were comic books that showed what Thanos was doing in the MCU. There's, like, a whole, like, separate storyline of comic books for the MCU now. Oh, like, new comic books. Yeah, like, they write in, like, there's, like... Like uh like oh. like special releases like, like they this is what they, they did a uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier like that was a comic book yes. like a new comic book that yes. they wrote what's literally the show. Mm-hmm. I I remember hearing about that like a few years ago, but I obviously I never. Can we talk about that too? People are like, oh, I don't like Wandavision. It takes too long. It's like they gave you twenty two movies, twenty four mm-hmm. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're tripping about a series. They gave you seventy years of comic books in like a movie. 
Yeah, yeah. And like did a good job at it. <laughs> yeah, you a, can an amazing wait. job. Like you can wait a week for the next episode. You can, and that's what that's what they're trying to do. Like WandaVision ended amazingly. People hated it. I'm like, why did the you cliffhangers hate? at the end of each episode? You're like, oh fuck, kind of thing. You you you're excited. They leave you excited. That's the beauty of a series and a TV show, which especially has been lost. And it's like, but again, if you're invested, yeah, if you're you gotta a, be an MCU then, guy. Right. And I knew that. I was like, these are MCU fan shows. These aren't like movie goer shows. These are like, if you're an MCU fan, these are you. Yeah, this is your shit. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, thank you for reminding me. I gotta watch that tonight. The new episode, Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah, I haven't started it. We we were watching it on Easter, but I fucking I wasn't paying attention, and I want to. I'm. I think I'm gonna do one of those. Like I'm gonna wait till all of them are out. I'm gonna just fucking binge. Yeah, watch I all do of them. that for some things. I did that for Wandavision. I think three episodes came out, and then I started because good thing I did because I would have lost interest like by the second episode. Because if you watch Wandavision, the first two episodes, you're it's like simply you. It's, it's pure uh, sitcom. Yeah, it's pure. Jerking off your own writing style. But you go back and watch the first two, foreshadowing mm-hmm. up the ass. Out the ass. So it's like... Because every time me and Amanda were watching it, I would be like, oh, that's that. I, t- I am that person. Like when You're we're like, oh, movies, this is this is going to be something. This is yeah, going to be important every later. Every movie we've ever seen together, I'm like, that's going to be something. Like uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, and they were they're, they're Nova Corps. And I said, oh, this is going to open up for Nova Prime. And you're like, who the fuck is Nova Prime? I'm like... It'll be a thing. And then once they announced like four years later that they were What's going the... like the whole celestial Disney MCU That's thing, going to be fire. That's like when they like, do oh, like yeah, Galactus no- and shit. Yeah, Nova Prime is definitely going to show Who's up. Who's the Adam? Oh, boy. They d- It's in the movie. They He's, mention him. Mm-hmm. The, the, the girl. Uh, the high priestess or whatever. Her name yeah, is. in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, this is when I told Amanda that, and that I was like, he's a terrifying character. Because he's powerful as fuck. Like, beyond... Captain Marvel. Yeah, he's definitely, if not on par with her, stronger at least. Because I remember the end credit scene where there was like this... Uh... Pot. It was like, yeah, the this... Cocoon. And it's cocoon. They call it the cocoon of power or something like that. And then someone, the lady, the high priest or whatever, was like, I'm going to name it Adam. He's a, he is genetically created to be one of the most superior beings on the planet. But the problem with him is that he becomes like, I don't know if they're going to do it. And if they kind of go with how FX was doing like the uh, New Mutants thing. Yeah. Like the whole like horror genre of MCU now. Mm-hmm. Like, I think they're trying to do, like, a double version. Because they kind of touched on that in WandaVision, like, the scarier, like, the scarier MCU, like, Halloween-esque mm-hmm. or horror-esque, you know? Yeah. Which, the dark, yeah. gritty, almost gritty, like, kind of part of mm-hmm. it. That would be cool. I, you know who started that? It was Christopher Nolan. Yes. The Dark Knight. Yes. He's he's the one who... He's the reason why the Man of Steel was good. He He made it a thing. To do the dark side of a of a superhero's uh, movie, mm-hmm. to make it dark, to make it real. Like now, uh, everyone wants that. Like, oh, I want an Iron Man movie, but it's like the gritty side, the dark side. The you fucking you get a movie like *Brightburn*, <laughs> right. and then Christopher Nolan did that 
and made he made that a thing to where you get the real you don't get the fucking Tobey Maguire everything's good whatever like comic book style mm-hmm. but the dark knight was the real like mm-hmm. like if batman was real that's what christopher nolan did that's why the dark knight trilogy is crazy cuz he made it to where if batman was real this is how it would be yeah and it was so believable and it was just everything i loved there was no crazy sci-fi, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's uh, I want to switch subjects. Like, sorry, we fucking went off on uh, superheroes for a little minute, but uh, I want to talk about something. I do r- want to avoid. I feel like we talk about the same stuff every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to avoid. We that. probably do. I don't fucking care. It's it's whatever. But I want to talk about some real shit. Not real shit, but I just want to talk about some less emotionally involved shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I want to say, uh, have you seen that post? I'm just going to talk about like real normal life shit, not movies. Um, that post, I saw it recently on Instagram, but it was like this thing about uh, best friend dates. Have you heard about that? No. Where they're trying to normalize a guy and a girl being best friends, but they're like going on dates. It's called hanging out. Or dating. Because I'm 20 and you guys are, what's, how old? 31 and 30. 31 and 29. 31 and 29. So it's completely different generations on how we view, you know, everything. Yeah, and you guys are married. So, But that also gives us, me and, me and Amanda talk about that quite often. That gives us a good perspective. Yeah, relationships, that's a whole... But go ahead, continue with so, so, yeah, yeah. Best friend dates. What do you guys think? Like, if a guy and a girl are best friends... That's called hanging out. This is the... Your generation... It doesn't have to be like, why is it such a thing? Uh, I mean, Amanda, talk about... Because you know... Oh, sorry. You know how when a, a guy is dating a girl... It's common that the guy won't let the girl hang out with any other guys on their own. Just the girl and just another guy. Mm-hmm. It's like if you were a, a a guy and you're dating this girl and she goes out with this guy to the movies and goes out, out, out to dinner, whatever, or takes her out on a date. Not hang out on like a... like. Hey, over what the fuck, dude? You just... No, that's... <sighs> Because she, because the yeah, post, the, here's the post I saw is that she was wearing a dress, she was wearing heels, and all that, and he was wearing like button up, like slacks, all that, all the whole nine. You got me fucked up. And you got me all the way fucked like, up. Like imagine that's not a generational thing. That's just about respect. Like it's not a property. <sighs> this generation and this even our generation, like the cancel, we'll call it the cancel culture. Yeah. I was telling somebody the hypocrisy of like normalizing something like let's normalize this i'm like so you hate labels but you want to make everything normal yeah like, trying to normalize hanging out with your letting your girl hang out with an opposite sex or person. or, or a lot like, of this shit be sounding like some cuck ass shit like some from fucking dickhead <laughs> feminist dude who's like hey man i fight for women's rights too like you should. I'll always let my girlfriend hang out with her male best friend. Like, like no, you're a fucking cuck, long. dude. You're a fucking bitch. I don't <laughs> give a fuck, dude. Like, don't come at me with this. Oh no, it shouldn't be about sex. If you're hanging out with it, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. 
dicks and vaginas, and sometimes vaginas and vaginas, sometimes dicks and dicks, but we'll go say, we'll say, we're going to say heterosexuality. We're going to say heterosexually. I want to stick my penis in you. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't, no, because because when you look at, bullshit, if you're a straight dude, that's all you want is everything you do in life. Everything you do is to get pussy. Any nigga who says he he has a female best friend, he never thought about fucking her, is fucking lying. And I'm a nigga who has a lot of female best friends. (laughs) And it's like, like if you want to say, like, oh, I want a a high-paying job, I want to have a bunch of money, I want to be rich. For what? To get bitches. To get (laughs) bitches. And I want to drive a fast car. Why? So she could get in the car and you could get in her. I want to leave money for my family. I'm like... How are you going to have children? You're you going to fucking get pussy. That. Yeah, like, what the fuck, dude? And after you lock her down, then you have kids, then all you care about is family. But f- when you're a straight dude, a single dude, all you want is pussy. Whether it's directly or indirectly, all you want is to fucking get some pussy. And if it ain't right, if you're listening to this and you're saying, no, you're like, no, nah, right well, I'm, I'm thinking yeah, about myself. Later on. I'm thinking about myself. I'm trying to get my career going. Career for what? To get a lot of money so you can get some fucking pussy. There's people who are 46 years old right now and they're like, I'm ready to start dating. Because you want some pussy. Because you want pussy. Because you, you haven't had you pussy in a minute. years, you've been getting that money and now you're rich and you're like, ah, now I want some pussy. Because you have money now and you know you can get some pussy. That's what it is. What the fuck? So... Anyway, going, ba- best going back date, to the argument. That's called hanging out. If Amanda says she wants to go hang out, I don't know if she has any male best friends. But say, even, say we if there was, our, we're each other's best friends. So yeah, I you guys, like, for real, are best friends. Yeah, we are. So it's like, say there's a single dude, and he's like, and Amanda's going to go hang out with him, whatever, and they're going to go. If you're single, no. Do some shit. Yeah, if the guy's single, automatic no for That's me. That's a fuck. No, but the no. thing is, but if it's like with a whole group of people, I don't give a fuck. I don't give two shit. But if you're trying to take her out, just her, and you guys are gonna go do something all alone together, nah. You're that's some sus shit. That is super suspect. That's some cuck shit. And so, but what I what I feel only time I'll allow that if it's this, if it's your best friend like I would let my best friend go out with her like I would let Corey go out with the man like oh like, oh, like, oh yeah we're gonna go to the to mall do. or some shit yeah Rob has something to do so I'd be like yeah go go hang out yeah it's like it doesn't fucking matter like yeah. but if it's you don't know the dude or or never met the dude or we've only known each other like I only know you because y'all knew that's not even you met her at work Cause if you knew each other before me, then I really can't like. But even still, it's still weird. Then, yeah, yeah. But it's always like I always go like, how long y'all been best friends? Like, oh, like eleven years. Like, yeah, ever fuck? If you say, I'm not gonna lie, yes or no, I'm glad you told. Excuse me, I'm glad you told me the <laughs> truth. I don't know what that was. Yeah, yeah. But I'm glad you told me the truth because I think sometimes that's what it is for men too. Is like some women or not some women. Some people do lie about the fact that they had like sex with their best friend. Mm-hmm. I've had sex with a best friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Because, again, that's why I said fuck no, because it's like, I have a dick, and you have a vagina. And that's get primal, it's primal shit to where you get sexually attracted to this other You're counterpart. You're not ugly. You're, you, you are saying the, sometimes what it is like, you're saying the things that are right to me, and I'm going to say something back, and it just happens to be like, that's literally what happened. 
when I had sex with my best friend, it was just like, I don't even know how it happened. The next thing I knew, I was jumping over her friend, sneaking into her house. I was in high school. Yeah, yeah. I was like jumping over her friend, sneaking into her house all of a sudden. But even because I've had a, every, I don't, I can't have, I, I'm just going to admit, I can't have female best friends because I'll fall in love with you. I, I'm not going to. That's what it's supposed to be is your best friends. Like I and then but the whole like oh I want to be just friends I can't fucking I'm way too emotional for that shit I'll get way too attached mm-hmm. and There's I just women who hate that like why can't you just be my friend like fuck off friend. because you're fucking pretty and you're, and you're cool. fucking dope and why wouldn't I want to fucking be yeah, with you like, like do you expect me oh no she's just whatever I don't want to take that any further because it's fucking dope right now like. Why in like I have the opportunity to oh, make yeah, it? It's just all bitch ass shit. It'd be like I don't want to get my heart broken. That's all it comes down to. And so like if we if if it's like I'm a gonna ruin our friendship. You you're not okay. You're going to if y'all start dating and you break up. Like uh, you try no because it's happened to me to where like oh I don't want to ruin our friendship. Let's just be friends. We're not friends anymore. No, like no, that no. you saying that and us having this conversation is ruining our like, friendship. The friendship was working. I don't know if you knew, but my friendship was working toward me trying to get with you. Yeah, I yeah. I want to be... Now, see, that's <laughs> no, 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 don't, don't, not to sound like a dickhead. But that's like, that's the... But that's, that's some not, natural that's, that's shit. Not, that's not a dickhead thing. Because, Why no, shouldn't I want to be your friend first? Why shouldn't I want because, to be well, like, what, like, what do you want? Because, what do you want me to do? Just walk up and be like, hey, let's fuck real quick. Mm-hmm. And then let's try to get to right. know each other. let's get married. But that's exactly what they be wanting. You want to get met at the club? You want to get booked at the club, shawty? Like... Nah, like I because hey, to, I like, like again you. again I say, is that again I say what the fuck? But again I say is that mm-hmm. <laughs> the fact that you pointed out makes it ten times worse. <laughs> Nobody would have thought anything of it till you pointed it again out. Again I say the fuck, but again I say I'm way too emotional for that shit to just fuck somebody. But you know I'm what? not that kind of dude. As a man, I will say this: men aren't emotionally mature enough to say that. There's some men out there who be telling themselves, oh, we could just be friends. But you really want to fuck her. Mm-hmm. And like, I respect the fuck out of you, so I'm not just going to fuck you. But I do want to fuck you. <laughs> I'm but not I saying respect- I don't want to, but I can't because... And I will wait. I will do... I will wait years. I'm the, still in I love think- with this girl that I fucking met in sixth grade. Guys like us, that's what gets us upset when girls say stuff like that. Like, oh, I don't want to be your friend first. It's like... But you, so what? You want me to like? You just want to fuck? Like that like, makes me un like that. I'm not well, attracted you want me to, to like, you. Fucking talk to you on the street, but then I sit here. You talk to me about how you hate dudes, but you want to be approached by like the traditional like way dude. Yeah, you want a dude to like walk up to you, say, "Hey, how you doing?" Like you're like you're saying all men are pigs, but you want me to approach you like a pig? Like the fuck? But now that we build a friendship. Now it's like, oh no, I don't want to ruin that. Okay, well then don't. Date me and we'll be continuing. <laughs> yeah, it's like if you don't want to date, then you don't want to date. Then I'm gonna be pretty heartbroken. And I probably won't want to hang out with you. I no don't more. want to. And dudes who stick around, let me say this: you're a cuck. You still want to fuck? You're a cuck ass motherfucker. And you're I was ch- one of you. Trust me, you are a cuck. Because I've had, dude. Oh my god, I've had girls in my life that have had a boyfriend, and I'm hanging out with them, waiting for them to break up. Waiting. And then once they do, I'm they're like going through it. It's almost waiting. You're waiting for the window to open, because like window's closed. She's dating. She goes through the breakup. You have to let her. You have to give her time to get over the breakup, so you're not a rebound. 
So because you lo- because at least for me, like I love this girl. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like you got. Am I talking too loud? Okay, but so like I love this girl, so I'm going to respect her emotions. So I'm not a rebound. So I'm gonna give her time to recover, be be there for her, whatever. But then you might miss the window opening, and she's with another dude. That's happened to me or before. She, they usually just go back with the last dude. They, yeah, either that happens, like she gets back with her ex, or she goes to a new dude, and whatever. I've, I'm like, fuck, like I fucking missed it. You know what I mean? But it's like that happens because I care so much about how you feel. You know what I mean? That like I'm not trying to just fuck you. Like that's what I want to do, but that's not all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to I don't f- want to fuck you. I want to make love to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't fuck. I've never fucked. Well, I've never have, I've never fucked like, somebody. That shit ain't where it's at. I'm a love maker. I I make I'm emotional with my shit. You're going to yeah. feel my shit on a spiritual level. I want you to love me after we're done. That's how it is. I that's no like that's no fucking kizzy. I want you to <laughs> fucking love me after we're done. I like, want you to say, "Oh, we date now." We're like, "All right, cool." Yeah, if we fuck, we're dating. Yeah, that's how it is. I can't fuck and then I'm out. If we fuck, or even and kiss, whatever dating means to you, we can make it that. Like you'd be like, "Hey, man." I could be, I'm told Amanda. Well, I don't know if it's just as I've gotten older. Like if I was ever single again. Like, I would be, like, a serial monogamist. Like, I would date you. Mm-hmm. That's why I th- I think you got lucky that you met Menda, that you've met your best Literally friend. Like the weirdest. It was best case scenario for you. And you're with me off all the time. Because <laughs> I was just trying to get some ass. And you're like, fuck, I love this woman. I was like, oh, she light-skinned? That wasn't the light-skinned part. She had a fat butt. That's what it really was. I was like, mm-hmm. you got a big butt. And then... <laughs> And then three kids later. And I later. was like, yeah. I'm like, oh, wow. I said I love you like four times by accident to her. Because it was like instantaneous. Like, There's, why do we connect It's so the well? universe, dude. I, I hate to get corny like that, but it's the universe. It like, was the you weirdest. You, was you, the hit, weirdest. you hit the... You hit the uh, I'm like, I'm legit crying fucking emotionally distraught. And we've been talking, dating. For, I've known him for like a month and a half. <laughs> and you're like, boom, the one. We I didn't eat for sense, two days when I left her. In, but in a sense, we were literally like living right next door to each other. Mm-hmm. Essentially. We were like living in the same mm-hmm. dorm. Like you guys hit the uh, romantic lottery. Yeah. To where it's, it was the perfect swirl. Because like she said, it was kind of like living on your own. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't sleep in the same room. But I would, like, where my room was, I would walk out and she'd just be sitting on the couch. By the way, some context, they were, my sister and my brother-in-law were in the Air Force. Yes, and we met when we went to training directly. I graduated basic training two months before Amanda, and then she showed up. Yeah, I bet people were listening. They're like, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, dorms, like college, like, no, military dorms. We were in the military. And she was 18, fresh out of high school, and I was 19. Fresh off a breakup and dropping out of college. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then uh, somebody was like, hey, man, new girl here. Because that's, of course, <laughs> it's like any place. It's like new people are here. So it was like one group. We were the, my group came in before there was a group in between y'all. Mm-hmm. So that group came in and they didn't have no girls. But mm-hmm. they did, but I was like, eh. Then mm-hmm. they was like, hey. My boy, Hampton, <laughs> my boy Hampton, he was like, hey. 
It's this new girl named McGeorge. I was like, she got a big butt? He was like, yeah. Because he, he like, real soft-spoken. <laughs> so he was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was from Louisiana. And then I saw her. And then... How, I'm sorry, I'm going to ask a question. Like, when, how soon was it where you're like, fuck, I think I'm in love with this person? It had to be, like, week four. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's reasonable. That's not crazy. Because we were spending all of our time to... And it wasn't on purpose. It was like our friends just happened to always hang out with each other. Because it's... That, that point, being in the dorms at that age and having money is just like being in college with money. So, like, everybody just clicks yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Everyone's in a good mood. Yeah. Everyone's, so there's... No one's really there's broke. 14 girls and there's 62 dudes. Oh, so shit. So it was like instant pair up. It was like, get on them while you <laughs> while can. You can while, like, you can. while you can get on them, get... Like, every black dude wanted your mm-hmm. sister. Because, like... <laughs> every... There were, like, three other black dudes here, there. And, and you're like, hey. Yeah. That's mine. There was uh, was one dude. We I were already in the fucking car. put the stamp. On. We were in the car and he like hit me like this and I was like, Stop. I did like did like yeah. the like yeah like we we doing a little something and he was like yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then we got married. He was like oh shit y'all got married. I was like yeah, <laughs> like cuffed up. And cuffed her the minute I could. But that like I said like four weeks in. That's not crazy because like my past in 2019 when I was in a relationship, I think I was like in love probably like two weeks, three weeks, two weeks minimum. Like I think it's safe to say two weeks. And I was like, damn, I think I fucking love it. I mean, we've never we never I don't think we ever said I love you to each other, but no. I, I knew it. No, I definitely loved you. Like, and I would say I'm sorry. Like, oh, my bad. Because she would told me she just came out of a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I did, too. Was it with what's-his-name? Do you remember Carlos? Mm-hmm. No, it was after. Do you remember... Let's talk about this. The, the graduation Listen, party? The, the Vince and uh, Carlos. Do you remember that scenario? Where I think you were on the phone. You remember? And I was like... I, I think I mentioned Carlos. Cause like you were talking to like two guys or something like that. I forgot how young she that. was. Out this joint, Pim. Let me tell you what she was doing. Cause she, she, this is what I be trying to tell her. All these years, she was trying to act like she ain't do nothing, and like she finally has admitted, like, oh yeah, I was fucked up. I was like, you had two niggas on the line. You was tired of Carlos, but you were still playing like the hood rack. Vince was low key cool. He was low key kind of dope. This nigga sound like a cuck to me too. I was like, that nigga soft. Wait, so how did... Because I was young as fuck. Mm-hmm. I remember I said it one of their names out loud while you were on the phone. And I kind of fucked that up for you, huh? No! What? That nigga was still writing her letters while she was in basic training. What a cuck. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> it's not because of him. It's like... And it's not even because of her. I'm like, man, have some more respect for yourself. Don't be letting no have woman dignity, do that to you. Dude. Like you got play. Who she is? I don't care. I don't care who she is, man. Don't be letting Amanda do that to you, bro. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? I was mad for him. I was like, why you do that to him? <laughs> You're trying to fucking defend him. Yeah, shit. I was mad as shit. I just got cheated on. He wanted to be boyfriend number two. 
I did want to be boyfriend number two. Oh, Rob? Oh, my God. That was my goal when I got in the military. I was like... Yeah, I'm trying to be fucking Tyrese in this bitch. I was like, I'm going to find a girl who has a boyfriend, and I'm going to (laughs) fuck her. That's the fucking mission. That's what I was trying to do. And she said... I said, you got a boyfriend? And she said, I was talking to somebody. I said, good enough. (laughs) (laughs) I can make this work. Good enough. (laughs) And who's here? But uh oh wait yeah that was supposed to happen I was supposed to just banger and then like keep on you're like, like I'm gone you're going like wait. to the movies and I'm sitting here I was in Pensacola Florida in my dorm room in the dark I didn't eat for two days when I left Amanda I was like oh my god I'm so sad <laughs> I was like I hate the military I'm gonna quit and I'm gonna go marry her she could just take care of me that's what I was gonna do because I was like I'm so sad I'm not with her right now. I think, I, I, yeah, I know how in love you guys are with each other because of the story that Rob told me of how he was in Pakistan, Turkestan, whatever. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. I think you were somewhere else. Oh, Kyrgyzstan. And you didn't have, you weren't allowed to have your phone for like two days or some shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were like the most. I had it, you just don't have no service. You were like the most deprived of Amanda like ever for like two days straight and you were like, Fuck. I, it was like a drug. I didn't know what to. You're having withdra- Amanda do. withdrawals. I was like, "What am I going to do?" Because she, because I hated Washington State so much, she was my only like release from that. She was literally the reason why I got through that. Because mm. I hated Washington State. Like Washington State is the worst state, by the way. I would venture to say that New Mexico is up there. Mm. Washington State is the only state where you have to like explain that it is a state yeah not we're not talking about dc we're talking about state <laughs> you have to like explain it that like you're like except oh, well, for when you're, you're like washington over here for some reason I'm like i'm from washington you're like oh state i'm like i'm like i'm from fucking washington state, dude. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck i'm not skinny and white dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not skinny. I'm not wearing a fucking beanie i'm not wearing, <laughs> a, I'm wearing a flannel wearing glasses and i'm not it. wearing a fucking patagonia fucking jacket like what the fuck but um, I'm wearing new balances that are colorful. But yeah, so saying best friend dates is a no go. Yeah, back to all the way back to that best friend dates. That sounds like hanging out. And if you want to hang out, fucking go for it. But if he's single, kiss my ass. Because if he's not single, then I'm hanging out with his girlfriend. Let's see how you feel about <laughs> that. I'm definitely hanging out with her. If y'all hanging out, I'm hanging out. Right, and it's not just that, but just for categorizing it as like dating. Like I'm just dating a whole bunch of people. Cool. Then say that. Stop trying yeah. to sound like not, not like, being don't a you, hoe. Just stop trying to get away with it. Right. Stop trying to not be a, be a hoe. Be a hoe. Damn. <laughs> be a hoe. Guys and girls. Everybody That's be gonna a be hoe. Title of the episode. Be a hoe. Yeah, be a hoe. Everybody be Normalize a hoe. being a hoe. Don't oh, normalize. You know what? Let me can I bring <laughs> I just want to say why I hate normalize. Because, because it's, it's the it's the same thing as cancel culture. No, normalizing is like, why the fuck do you want to be normal? Isn't that the whole like point of like counterculture is like to not be normal? Like I had a I had saw somebody post the other day. They said normalize black gender queers. No, 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 no. What the fuck? No, 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 so no, no. I did not the, say that. There's like it was three of those in the world. Let's normalize. <laughs> Black goth queer boys, and I was like, "You're like, okay, I'll normalize all seven of you." Yeah, like, the fuck, <laughs> like get the fuck over yourselves. And you, and it wasn't just that post; it's a whole bunch. Normalize it was a series of, of normalize like, uh, Asian tranny uh, poverty impoverished people. Yeah, it's like 
okay, the fuck? I don't want to normalize that. And then again, like, normal okay, is do like it. normal is subjective. Like I need to keep trying to tell people that like normal is literally different. Like in Europe, it's normal to not be circumcised. In America, it is. I know that's a really random like fucking. <laughs> it's just something that's been <laughs> that's on my mind. That's a weird jump, dude. I've been thinking about it a lot because one of our sons isn't circumcised, and I feel guilty about it every fucking day. Why? Oh my god! So what natu- if somebody doesn't wait? Like is it, it or is it's not? Nah, it's not circumcised. So he's natural. He's all natural. He's all natural, baby. Max? Yeah. I and fucking I, knew it. He gives off those vibes, dude. He gives dude. it off. I'll be like, I think it's... A, I think He's that two is years old, but I'm like, you... I don't know, man. You got the thing on you, man. <laughs> you got, got the he's, thing he's got, on He's you. got that rubber glove on him, That dude. thing got that... They got that thing. <laughs> but anyways, anyway, we're talking about fucking baby dicks, bro. I, yeah. F- it's our baby... Not our... What? You know what? Uh, it's family dicks. Yeah, yeah. That makes it okay. Okay, 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 okay. Moving it comes on. from the same dick as you. Essentially. So, yeah. moving on. I was gonna say, speaking about, because I was talking about when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. and how I kind of, I didn't fuck things up, but I did something that like is kind of fucked up in the moment. But uh, I for some earlier this week, I thought when I was younger it was a weird thing. I used to have a fear. Like a huge fear, almost like this. I need to fucking go to therapy, kind of thing. When I was like nine, eight or nine years old, when we lived at Dreamy Draw, mm-hmm. I used to have the biggest fear, like my number one fear. Every single night when I go to bed, this is all I thought about for a good two years. My number one fear was someone breaking into the house. That's it was still a fear of mine, nightly. Like no, like. You don't know. Like <laughs> No, trust me. <laughs> I think I don't I'm not gonna lie, I really do believe but I like, know exactly when if I was we, like So 10, if we're on the same level when I when I was like ten, every noise was somebody is breaking <laughs> no, into no, the no. house. Because no, I was right to the point now. I was to the point where I would get out of my room, go into my mom's room and be like, Hey, I think someone's in the house. Like type shit. <laughs> Once a month I'd be like, I think someone's breaking in. I think there's someone else. <laughs> You woke your parents up? That's crazy. I didn't believe in myself that much. I was terrified. I didn't believe no, in myself no, that much. No, I was scared to any, like, oh, fuck. Someone... As a parent, that makes me so upset if you get that once a month. I'll be so mad. Like, imagine Zoe coming up to you and be like, someone's breaking I think someone's going to break in. I'm so, like, I would wake up mom crying. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I would wake up my mom crying. <laughs> Being like, someone's gonna break in. It hasn't even happened. I have no evidence. I have no evidence at all. I'm like, someone's gonna. It's gonna happen. Tonight's the night. What do you think they're gonna do? I don't know. I don't know. I never thought that far. Just the fact that someone else is in my home <laughs> scared the fucking shit that out of me. Mean you were staying up too late because you were up by yourself. Yeah. That's, you were scared. I tell you, mine was like, I would hear like, and I'm like, oh. Oh, shit, someone's here. I was like, this is it. <laughs> My mom is in the room snoring, and I'm like, she has no idea what's about to go down right now. I'm no, gonna- no, no, because that's, that's also went through my head. Like, I'd be like, Making shit up in my head. I'm like, how the fuck is no one awake right now? Because this shit is going up? down. Let me tell you what I really used to think. Let me tell you why this is really fucked up. Because remember we told you I had like a split for you so you can either go downstairs or upstairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, I thought they were going to break in and kill us all. I was like, man, I hope they go downstairs and like kill my grandparents first. <laughs> so then, I could be aware. So I, <laughs> <laughs> my 
be like, hopefully they kill them first. <laughs> Downstairs first. If you come up my room, because you know there's like a 50-50 chance they go up or down. I'm like, if they these motherfuckers come up, I was like, I'm the first I'm room first on the to right. go out. I'm dead, yo. I'm fucking dead. Well, yeah, I just want to bring that up. That I used to be crazy scared. Because it was one of the reasons why I brought it up. It's so surprising to me. Like, I forgot I had that fear. You know what I mean? Like I grew, I literally I obviously I grew out of it. But I just remember being Never. fucking scared that someone would break in. I, I mean, like, maybe thinking about this and actually talking about it, I might regain the fear. Well, I'm about to say, because when I lived in, fucking, when we lived at Weldon, I thought people were breaking into the house all the time. <laughs> all the time, I was like, yep, somebody's breaking in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember, speaking of breaking in, do you remember when you guys first fucking moved here? Like two days later, someone broke into everyone's cars, stole, stole, stole all your fucking, fucking silver chains. They stole my fucking grinder from Amsterdam, and they took all the the silver chains. They left the pennies. They took all I think the. Ch- that part really, I tell people this all the time. Like that means that they part, sat they in the sat car. In, I just imagine some little fuck nigga sitting in the fucking front seat, separating nickels separating and quarters. Separating the chains out of my little cup thing. He had time to sit there and be like, I don't want any of these I didn't want pennies. these fucking pennies. I want the fucking nickels, dimes, quarters. I'm taking those. But leave, you leave the pennies. Because any robber could easily grab all the change. By the way, it's fucking change. And you took my grinder from Amsterdam. And then we wake up the next morning. We're like, wait, what the fuck? Because they, you know what they stole? Our fucking garage door opener. You know how I knew somebody broke in? Because I was like, why are the visors down in the car? And I was like, oh, somebody broke into the car. I just knew it from that. I was like, somebody broke into the car. And then we see our neighbor across the street, and they're like, oh, yeah, they fucking stole my pipe or some shit like that. Yeah. I was like, they stole my fucking grinder, dude. But, so yeah. So they came out with a grinder, and what they didn't fucking find, though, before we end the episode, that there was a whole eight that I found three months later that was shoved underneath the center console. So that was a great, like, and So you just found an eighth? Karma. You forgot karma. about the eighth? Karma. <laughs> Karma. Karma. <laughs> Karma. I found that's when I back when I first got in my car and I was just buying weed just to buy it. I was just like I had like ounces of weed on me. Because I couldn't smoke it enough. Wait, do you guys want to end it or should I talk about my bad high that I had the other day? The after the drink J I gave you? No, 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 no. That was great. But I hit my brother's pen. Oh dude. Let's talk about that and end it? Yeah. Okay. So here's what the fuck right, happened. He smokes sativas. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, I know now. Yeah. <laughs> Bro. I so here's let me lay out the scenario. I don't care how long this fucking takes. I'm going to say the story and then we'll end it. Because I already told Met I told Met especially a bad high, a paranoid high. Mm-hmm. So here we here we and I haven't had a paranoid high in like 3 years. Which also there was like a year of taking a break from smoking. But anyways, in like three years, I haven't had this kind of high. So here's how it went down. I was watching a movie, obviously. Obviously. Sober as fuck. And I was like, fuck, I wish I was kind of high right now. But it was whatever. I wasn't like fiending for trying to fucking hit a pen or whatever. But my brother was getting ready to leave because it was like late at night. My brother was getting ready to leave. And he was like, hey, bro, do you want to hit my pen or whatever? And I was like, yeah, sure. And fucking hit his pen twice. Didn't even fucking like ask Sativa or Indica or whatever. I don't fucking care usually. But I, what I'm not thinking about is that it's a fucking pen. And that it's pure THC. So I just fucking hit it twice, whatever. Second time I hit it, 
coughed my ass off. So I'm like, oh, I'm about to be fucking zooted right now. So anyways, uh, before I hit the pen and everything, I went on Uber Eats on 7-Eleven because we had nothing to fucking drink. So I ordered a fucking whole like 24-pack of water, fucking soda, juice, whatever. You live down the street from a Circle K. I'm... <laughs> you so literally... I want to say this for context to people. He literally... Lives, Around lives. the corner from a QT and a circle. It K. would take him ten minutes if you walk because you're six foot fucking one. If you walk briskly, it would take you ten minutes to walk. To if I kind of speed walked, I could get there in like five to ten minutes. Yes, and then wa- get the shit and walk back. Maybe I could be back in twenty minutes faster than the fucking Uber Eats. Yeah. So, but that anyway, sorry. but I was chilling, <laughs> and so I ordered drinks and shit, whatever, and then and then I hit the pen, whatever. And I sit back down, and I, I'm starting to be like, all right, I want to like change the movie just so I could be high and be from beginning to end on the movie, which is the fucking way to do it. So as I'm looking for a movie, I'm already starting to fucking overthink. And I'm like, oh, fuck. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, this shit is fucking, uh, I don't know what movie to watch kind of thing. And then uh, my, my brother leaves. He's been gone. <laughs> my brother leaves. He's been gone. And uh, I, I I forgot what movie I put on. I don't think I put on a movie, but I get a notification from 7-Eleven that the person's fucking about to pull up. So I'm like, all right, this will fucking help me calm down. Like, whatever. Because while, like, what got me so amped was I was, like, getting these, like, distinctive, like, feelings, like, in my hands. And, like, just shit I was thinking about, like, I haven't felt this way in three years, but I know exactly what it feels like, and I know exactly what about to ha- what's about to happen. So I'm like, oh, fuck, this might be the night type shit. But I was just, like, kind of ignoring it, trying not to, like, really think about it too much. And But then I got the notification, like, oh, it's about to pull up. And so I'm like, all right, this will help me out. This will calm me down. I'll be able to focus on something else. So I go outside. And I meet her halfway because I don't want her to ring the fucking doorbell because fuck that. And that'll just make me more paranoid. That's going to wake everybody up and they're going to come downstairs and be like, hey, yo, what the fuck? And I'm going to be high as fuck having a fucking panic attack. <coughs> so I open the door, meet her, grab the bag of the fucking sodas and juice, whatever, put it down uh, by the door. And she's like, oh, I have the 24-pack of water. I'm about to go get it right now. I'm like, all right, cool. And so I meet her uh, halfway between the car and the, uh, the front door. And I grab it, and I'm like, and she's like, there you go. She's like, have a good day. I was like, all right, thank you so much, you too. Whatever. Get back inside. Once I get back inside, fucking panic mode right away. Because you know why? Right when I walk back inside, it fucking hit me that that all just happened. That I just did that. Like, I was on, like, a 10-second delay or some shit. Where, like, I did all of it, but then it hits my mind, like, what the fuck? I just had a whole, like, half conversation with this lady. Because I remember... Uh, seeing the lady's picture on Uber Eats, the her you know the profile picture, whatever, mm-hmm. and she was she was pretty, you know, like she looked pretty good. And I what a, a funny thought in my head was like I wanted to grab the the twenty four pack of water and be like, hey, by the way, I'm having a fucking panic attack right now. Okay, good night. <laughs> I wanted to say that so bad, but obviously I didn't. Right, because she wouldn't have gave a shit anyway. She'd have been like, uh, okay, and then fucking right. sped off. That probably would have happened. <laughs> But I wanted to say it's just to have, like, a fucking, like, someone, some stranger to fucking help me. But anyways, that was just a random thought that went through my head. 
But I went back inside with the water in my hand, closed the door, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's happening. Right the fuck now it's happening. Like, before I could even realize it. So I set the water down, and I fucking get my dogs, and I'm like, go upstairs, go upstairs. And I fucking, I'm like, I turn off the TV, and I'm like, okay, what the fuck? I can't leave a mess because for some reason I think my fucking mom's going to get up. And check if I made a mess in the middle of the night. <laughs> so it's like, so I'm like, I can't leave a mess. I can't leave a mess. So, I mean, that's a good habit to have. All right. It's like a good thing, but the reasoning behind it is hilarious. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, get in trouble. I'm going to get in trouble right old. the fuck now. Like, I might get in trouble in the morning, but I don't want to get in trouble right the fuck now. <laughs> you never fucking know, kind of thing. So I'm like, all right, get the fuck upstairs. I'm like, is everything good? And I'm like, oh, fuck, I left the drinks by the doorway, so I got to, which, the drink, I left the drinks by the doorway. <laughs> like, the, you see the fucking case of water and a bag of fucking the juice and soda on top of the fucking cooler. Then all I, you got from there was drinks? Yeah. <coughs> I was fucking, I don't know, dude. I'm just fucking. <laughs> so, I was fucking thirsty, dude. So, I go upstairs. And if you guys can't hear, Mendo's fucking dying right now. So I go upstairs. While I'm going, by the way, like I said, I'm on 10 second delay this whole time. So I'm turning off the TV. It doesn't hit me that I turn off the TV until like fucking way later. And so like as I'm going up the stairs, my dog's already in my room, fucking well trained. You know what I mean? So like I walk upstairs. And then once I, you know how my stairs are where you go up and there's a landing and you got to go up another uh, set of stairs. So I go up and I'm on the landing fucking perfect right and then i while i'm going up the second stairs you know how if you go right there's my parents room but if you go left it's my room Mm -hmm. i was so afraid because i thought i was so out of control that my body was gonna go right into my parents room but i was gonna be like no what the fuck like go in my room kind of thing you want to walk in and they're gonna be like look at you like, because I, in my mind, I was like, I want to go in my parents' room and say, Mom, Dad, I'm fucking dying right now. Like, I wanted to say that. I was like, I need help. I need help, please. Kind of thing. And you were so, literally having a panic attack. And so, but then, so I, I, <laughs> I go into my room, fucking easy, fucking breezy. You know what I mean? And so I lay down and I just start, I start like tossing and turning a little bit. And I was like, I can't put on a movie because it's too fucking loud. <laughs> I don't know why that just hit my mind. You know, you do it every night. And so, and I was like, I can't, because you know what came to my mind? The Pulp Fiction video. You know, I showed you the video of me. Right. I'm recording, <laughs> I'm recording myself watching Pulp Fiction. And I'm like, Ooh. Kind of, <laughs> like, like, oh, fuck, that's too loud. Because it was the scene with the gunshots. And right. I'm like, oh, fuck, got to turn it down. Tight kind of thing. <laughs> I was like, I can't watch a movie. So I just put on, put in my AirPods and I put my whole library on shuffle. And uh, I was telling Menda that, like, I've had this feeling, this panic attack, like, while I'm high three times in my life. And each time I put my music on shuffle because apparently that's what the universe is telling me to listen to. So, like, fucking uh, Frankie's First Affair by Sade came on. And I listened to that song on repeat, like, eight times. And I'm like, by the seventh time, I'm like, the fucking saxophone in this song is fucking crazy. Like, I'm just, like, so deep in this song, just to take my mind off of it. You did exactly what you were supposed to do. And so, and that's what I did when I said, oh, I didn't even mention, when I got in my room, I started breathing, started trying to, like, just really center myself, point out shit in the room, whatever. And I put on an incense, to, and I lit it, 
And then I was just like, I was really calming down. And I was really helping. And it fucking clicked. I was like, my mom doesn't like the smell of the incense. And so I fucking put that shit out with my hand. And I'm like, fuck, she's going to walk in here. She's going to smell it. She's like, why the fuck are you lighting that shit? And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I hope she doesn't smell it. Even though she's fucking dead asleep. Dead asleep. And, and you know how my mom... way works. And so I fucking... And I put it out, turn off the lights, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to sleep. Put it in the AirPods. And so, I li- yeah, I listened to music. You the same. with your hand. <laughs> and so I, put, <laughs> so I put on, like, Sade, like, the same Sade song eight times in a row. And uh, that really helped me. And then I started thinking about, uh, you know, like, sad shit, like, past relationships, shit that went wrong, shit I could have done better. Shit like that, you know what I mean? Panic attack Normal shit. hot shit. And, um, now you're just getting into hot shit. That yeah, was yeah. hot shit. And then I fell asleep. But it took me like an hour to fall asleep. I wasn't an hour just fucking in my own head about shit, but it was slowly turning into regular high shit and I fell asleep. But yeah, that's what happened. The, on today's Saturday, that happened Thursday night. It's Saturday night right now. It happened two days ago. And I was freaking the fuck out. And I woke up the next morning and I'm like, did that shit fucking happen? Because I had to wake up the next morning to go to work. And I... It was late at night when I got high, so I had like two hours, an hour and a half of sleep, of fucking panic. Go to sleep, wake up, and I'm like, fuck, it almost feels like I'm still high a little bit. Not like high as fuck, but I'm still like a little like, like almost like high from a panic attack. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I just got over a panic attack right now, and you're still like kind of like adrenaline rushed, but you're fucking exhausted because you just went through a fucking panic attack. Mm-hmm. That's where I was. And then... um yeah, that's what happened. I was like, fuck, I had to be. Even now, I'm still thinking. I was like, that shit really fucking happened. What the fuck? That's wild. But, like, lesson learned, I'm not going to fucking hit my brother's pen no more. Because he, I don't know how he does that shit. He just be fucking. A pen is not for, a pen is not for, uh, not for casual smokers. No. It's too, the concentration too, too potent, high. Yeah. Like, they even try to lock people up. They tried to give a dude... They said it's narcotics because the concentration of THC it's is It's so, so crazy, yeah. They're like, it's fucking... Yeah, I'll take another pre-roll, though. <laughs> yeah. It was a hybrid, also. That, dude, by the way... Let, all right. Let's end the podcast right now. I need to... We'll, yeah, talk, we'll keep right. on talking, but let's yeah. end it right here. All right, peace out, guys. I'll uh, see you next time. Bye.